The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com Hi, this is Bruce Campbell, and I want to wish The Big Scary Show a very happy birthday. From the deepest, darkest grooves, to the backwoods swamp near the bottom, to the inside of your casket, to the fears lodged deep inside your subconscious, it's time for The Big Scary Show. <laughs> Rich Bianco from Transworld, and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. Hey, this is Spencer Terry from the Haunted Attraction Association, and we're really excited as you guys celebrate your 10-year anniversary. Thanks for all you do. This is John LaFlamboy from Zombie Army Productions, and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a happy 10th anniversary, baby! Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of... The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs> hey, this is Alan Bennett from Bennett's Curves in Baltimore, Maryland. We want to wish The Big Scary Show a happy 10th anniversary. This is Scary Gary. I want to wish Big, Big Scary Show a happy anniversary. <laughs> This is Tammy Mitchell from The Darkness in St. Louis. I want to wish The Big Scary Show a very happy 10-year anniversary. Woo! You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. Ladies and gentlemen, The podcast you are about to hear is true. Some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent. The Big Scary Show is the story of your ghosts in action. For episode 260, listen as they celebrate 10 years on the air with the second part of their Transworld wrap-up from St. Louis. Badger and the Old Crone bring you interviews with the likes of Distortions, Mini Spotlight, Horror Hub, The Haunted Attraction Association, Jelly Ball, and much more. Storm will be ranting in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim will once again take us between the corpses. Badger will bring you the latest in Deadline news. The Old Crone is back with interviews from the Oscars. There's a special 10th anniversary gruesome giveaway for April. We spin a trio of rocking tunes to keep you in the Halloween spirit. And we have a lot of people wishing us well for our 10th anniversary. The Round Table of Terror celebrates 10 years of being on the air by having a discussion on what it's like to be a part of a podcast that's been going on for a decade. Lots of stories, reminiscing, and trips down memory lane. 
all this, plus much more, only on episode 260 of The Big Scary Show. Just the facts. This is The Old Crone, and I'm at Transworld 2022, and I am talking to Patrick Boss from VFXCreators.com. And he's got all kinds of really cool sound systems. So, welcome to Transworld, Patrick, and tell me a little bit about your product. Thank you. Uh, well, we've got, um, actually we've got a couple product, products, uh, mainly our Puppet Master sound system is, is the sound system we use in all of our products. Uh, we've had it, we had it actually custom made by SG Labs, uh, this is a friend of ours, and uh, it's very loud, very compact, it's 4 by 4 by 2 inches, uh, it's got 4 button controller, that, it's on an Ethernet connector that can be as long as you want it. Um, you get four sound, four sounds you can load to it. It's got two tracks, so you can have two different sound effects playing at the same time, like music and a sound effect. Uh, then we've got the Puppet Master Hacker Kit, which is basically, instead of the four buttons, we've got um, the Ethernet connectors connected to a, a, a control pad that has four lines off of it with four buttons, so you can basically make those lines as long as you want to and put buttons in different locations and I kind of had like uh, the uh, uh, escape rooms in mind when I was thinking about this because you could put these buttons anywhere in an escape room and when when they're when they're pressed you get an, uh, an audio clue for your you know what whatever game you're playing the other thing we've got is the uh, minion effect system which is different than the puppet master it's got, you can load up to six sound effects. You can, it also, you can use it as a PA system. It does not change your voice or anything. It's just a PA system. Uh, and you can buy, it's wireless. So you can operate it up to 50 feet away. Uh, it also has, if you, you can purchase another key fob. It comes with a key fob with six buttons. It's wireless. You can also order a second key fob and add six more sound effects. So you can have up to 12 sound effects, uh, music, whatever you want, voiceovers, uh, and all that operated up to 50 feet away. And then beyond that, you can actually program your buttons to be outputs and operate LED lighting and um, servos. So if you want to build a prop or something like that, that you want to have lights going on and off or... Um, you know, now they've got little smoke machines and stuff. You could put whatever you want in it and operate this thing from up to 50 feet away. Cool. So, if somebody wants to find out more about your products, because this is going to be after Trans World is over, how do they find you? Uh, you can find us uh, at any social media at VFX Creates. That's hashtag VFX Creates. Or on our website where there's all kinds of info, it's VFXCreates.com. We also have MinionEffectSystem.com. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to plug was we have the voice shifter, which uh, is we're doing back orders on because of the uh, we're still waiting for uh, the whole uh, chip thing. But we are taking uh, we're, we have a back order list, uh, so if you wanted it, you can still go and register. We'll let you know when it's in stock. Okay, great. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you, Patrick. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
The Midwest Haunters Convention returns to Chicago for a weekend of spooky thrills, chills, and fun. Join fellow hunters from all over as they descend on the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, June 11th and 12th. There will be vendors, classes, workshops, seminars, a tour of the 13th floor haunted house, and don't forget the famous MHC costume ball. Don't forget the pre-convention haunted house bus tour on June 10th as they visit the Massacre, Basement of the Dead, Evil Intentions, and Disturbia Haunted Houses. These tours are legendary, and you should register today. Sign up for classes, buy tickets, and get more info for the 2022 Midwest Haunters Convention returning to Rosemont, Illinois, June 11th and 12th at MidwestHauntersConvention.com. That's MidwestHauntersConvention.com. Can you take it? No picture ever held you in such frenzied terror as Macabre. Macabre, the most hair-raising story to come out of Hollywood, written by 12 world-famous authors of mystery and suspense. Macabre hammers your nerves with sudden shocks, shatters your emotions with blood-chilling horrors, until your battered senses scream for help. <coughs> See Macabre! This is Travis Bowling from the American Horrorplex in Louisville, Kentucky, and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. Graveyard Boulevard. Meet me at the grave on the Big Scary Show.
Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We are wandering the floor at Transworld. Man, it is nice to sit down for a moment at the HAA booth, the Haunted Attraction Association. Rest my tired dogs, which are barking pretty loud right now. So loud that I'm sure Spencer Terry, the president of the HAA, can hear it. Spencer, how you doing, man? I'm good, sir. Good to see you. How, uh, you know, I'm looking over here, and uh, you got a line of people here that are just, like, talking to your staff here and getting information, and I'm assuming signing up or doing other things. What's yeah. going on? There's a lot. You know, we've really pushed hard on making the industry better in a lot of ways. One of the best things that we've been able to do is really just look at our bandwidth and figure out how do we have more people to do more things for more members. So you obviously have staff that's here. We've had up to nine people in this booth. Just making sure that members are taken care of, board members that are volunteering, being here in the show, getting things done. So there's a lot of really good things. We've obviously done a lot of great things as we did our three-year strategic plan. Where we've been, where we're going, how we're going to keep kicking butt and taking names. You know, we had you on last year, I believe. It may have been a little bit longer than that, yeah. but we were talking about the three-year strategic plan. So I assume that's going to plan at yes. this moment. And... Um, I know COVID's doing its thing, and I know there's other things going on, and we're just going to tease you. We're going to have you on as a roundtable guest in the next few weeks to talk about that a little bit more in depth. But um, what were some of the concerns, or did you have any major issues with the previous haunt season in regard to, like, legal issues or anything like that that the HAA was directly able to benefit? You don't have to mention any names if, if right, you need. Right. Um, thankfully, it was a pretty quiet year for the most part. Um, we did bring in a new crisis team, so the team in New York, quite frankly, wasn't doing what we wanted them to do, and we fired them and said, we're going to bring somebody else in. We looked around, found someone who can handle that, is doing it cheaper, so now our members are getting even a better deal, which is great. Um, but overall, we only had two concerns of crisis this year, not really a big deal. I think uh, as we look at the future, one of the things that we're trying to do for members more is looking at content and resources and how to back them up should things really get ugly. If that's from a crisis perspective, maybe they're growing their attraction, uh, maybe it's recognizing our attractions. We're getting ready to, we're actually gonna be announcing that we're gonna start doing small, medium, and large attraction awards uh, for Oscars. So there's some really great things that are coming. Um, but overall, it was a great year. 2021, I think a lot of people, from, a, from an attendance perspective, 2020 was kind of the bottleneck. A lot of people couldn't go to events. 2021, holy crap, they oh, came yeah. out of the woodwork. We had three, four, five-hour waits. But the industry did great, and now here we are. The vendors are seeing that. They're reaping that reward. Attractions did well. Sales are up a lot on the show floor. We're really happy for our vendors. So all around, we're, we're excited for 2022. 90% of the people I've spoken to so far last year was, their words, best year ever. So we like that. You know, yeah. They've got fistfuls of cash here, and they're buying, and they're selling, and yep. they're doing all that good stuff. Um, quick question. You're using the term crisis. What what defines a crisis or crisis event? And you only had yeah. two this year, which is great. Yep. But what is that? Is that like a fire at a haunt? Is that like a death at the haunt? What, what, is, what is a crisis? So a crisis is a wide range of things, and we identify it that way because we want our haunts to have those resources. So a crisis could, yes, be a fire um, inside of a haunt or even just on the property. It could be an incident, an accident. Um, you know, last year, I'm sure everybody heard about the stabbing, quote unquote, in air quotes, that happened because a knife, an actor knife, fell on someone's foot and supposedly stabbed someone's toe. The whole industry heard about it. 
media was reaching out to haunts all across America saying, well, is your haunted house safe because yeah. of this one incident? And, and the only thing everybody heard was haunted house. House, exactly. Yeah, nobody haunted heard house accident. Nobody heard about anything else. It yep. was stabbing, haunted house. Yes. Oh, great. So <laughs> in that case, that's where our crisis, so we have JK Consulting. That's their job. We literally have them on retainer 24-7 for three solid months. Nice. And so if anything happens at 2 o'clock in the morning, that cell phone rings, their team responds, and that's been really great for members to be able to have available should they need it. A crisis could also be someone who's just really berating you. Maybe it's a, uh, a sexual assault, act, uh, maybe you know, it's an accusation. Maybe it's someone just really trash talking or like trying to... T- More than a bad Yelp review. Yes, okay. absolutely. Like someone who's intentionally malicious online. Those are also ways that um, Jeremy and the crisis consulting team will look at to be able to say, here's some resources that you have. Here's how we can help you mitigate that, dance around it, and or just throw water on the fire. Now, this is going to air a week after Transworld. You've got the State of the Industry coming up this afternoon. You've got the Oscars coming up this this afternoon. Yeah. Anything you can tease us with for people who may not have been able to attend either one? Just, yeah. a, just a quick, maybe a little surprise or out of the out of the blue award that may be awarding. And again, this is not airing until after Transworld is over. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a report card. Last year, we unveiled our three-year strategic plan. Not going to lie, we had a lot of people that laughed and was like, you are not going to be able to do that. Um, so we're going to do a report card and show what we were able to do, um, what we didn't do, what we're able to do for 2022 and 2023. Overall, I feel really confident about it. We knocked it out of the park. We're actually already successful in our 2021 plan. Now we move to 2022. We've got a couple of those already in motion and then 2023. So state of the industry will be really great. And then... We're going to only do a 30-minute meeting this year because we want to have 30 minutes for Q&A because we know that a lot of people have questions. We want to help answer them if we can. Sure. But that's also what our, our online members-only group is for. They ask questions all day long. On the Oscars side, man, there's some really good awardees this year. So we've really worked hard. We asked our members and non-members, the board members, everybody voted on who they think should be nominated for these awards. Um, that's something that we're trying to be more, more transparent about so that people know, like, we don't just sit down and make a list of people that we know. Like, there really is a process behind it. We're also awarding scholarships. We have three scholarships this year, um, which is really cool, from Froggy Spog, from Fearworm, and from Bloody Mary. So that's pretty cool. Um, one of the big awards, our Lifetime Achievement of the Award, has been top secret for a long time, and that's Joe Thaler. So Jen's dad from Transworld, he helped start this industry and really helped start how this trade show can support the industry. So that's been really great. And so this year, he's here. He's actually here at the show. He's not here all the time. And he had a really big surprise. We're pretty excited about that. So that'll be good for a lot of people who have either never met him or don't know that legacy. That'll be a really cool opportunity for him. And we'll try and get some of that content captured so that we can share that online. Excellent. Well, Spencer, always a pleasure to speak to you and share a cup of chai with you. We won't won't go any further than that, but uh, (laughs) yummy. But (laughs) anyway... For somebody who's interested in joining the HAA or getting more information, find out if it is best for them to do it, whether you're a big mega haunt or whether you're just, you know, Farmer Smith's Little Haunted Trail. What are the websites and social medias where people can at least get more information? And, of course, we'll divulge this a whole lot more a few weeks down the road with a show with you as our roundtable guest. Yeah. Um, So the website, hauntedattractionassociation.com. You can click under Join Us. Um, And one of the things that we're being strategic about is that we recognize this industry is made up of a lot of people who are 
from home haunt to now they're just opening for their first pro year all the way to these big mega haunts and so we really try to make sure that the resources are applicable for those people as well and that they can get what they need to get started and to be successful year-round so that's the website we'll talk more about it when we're on the show can't wait fantastic spencer terry president of the haa a pleasure to always speak to you sir and uh, I assume Fear Factory SLC had a best year ever this past year. Hashtag best year ever. <laughs> Indeed. Let, let's get that trending out there, folks. So once again, folks, if you're interested, hauntedattractionassociation.com. We're going to have Spencer on in a few shows to uh, talk about the state of the industry and all that good stuff. But in the meantime, we're here at the Trans World Traction, Attraction Show in St. Louis, sitting and resting my feet at the HAA booth. My name is Drew Badger, and we're out. Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. (laughs) See you soon at vfxcreates.com. Music by Midnight Syndicate. Hello, this is Ed Douglas from Midnight Syndicate, and I'd like to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We are live on the show floor at Transworld, and of course, Distortions has got like the biggest crowds of everything. You know, you walk in and you can't even walk through their stuff. But my God, it is impressive. Ed Edmonds of Distortion, man. How do you keep making this stuff? The dinosaur this year, this giant head thing, the... The troll that I've seen before, but you've upgraded it, it looks like. You've got so much stuff here. Yeah, we went a little crazy this year. You know, we're always trying to do more and bigger and better, and and it was pretty good this year. I don't know, we're just lucky or something. You, you just had either the creative genius going yeah. on, or, or you had a lot of time on your hands, because there's some giant stuff here. You couldn't make that in a day. No, no, this stuff takes a lot, and it's heavy to move and stuff, but um, we just had this vision for the show... And we got it all done, and, and it worked out. You know, the, the, like like a lot of times we'll make stuff, and it doesn't quite meet our imagination. This year, it worked. It was like, wow, that's as good as what was in our heads. Was the theme giant stuff? Yeah, giant, <laughs> scary stuff that spits at you. Well, it does all that. I'll tell you, the, the T-Rex here is amazing. As I said, the Troll King thing, whatever, this... Giant, all the usual cool stuff that you've got over here. Edgar Allan Poe is back and all this. So what what is brand spanking new besides, like, these giant things here? Well, the, the two big pieces, we've got some other small things, but the two new pieces we put the work into is Creepshow, which is clowns. It's like a Shocktronic without an actor. Oh, I saw that on the other side of the display. Yes. Yeah, that, that was impressive. Yes, and the other one is the Mutant. That's the one that spits at you. Have okay. you seen the mutant? I don't know if I've Come, seen it in action. Let me action. show you the mutant live on well, the let's, air. Let's walk while we talk about All right. this. So, this is, uh, you know, again, the dinosaur. I can only imagine how big. Yeah, how got, big is that thing? That's nine feet. It's probably eight feet tall. Right. And right next to him, that's Dick Van Dyke's voice. Dick is sent it really? us his voice, and we went out and set up that head as he read, you know, some creepy stuff. He's, what, about 95 now? 96. Oh, God. The guy is amazing. And has amazing home haunts, He I loves hear. monsters. It's great. So let's walk through yeah. here. We're going to cut through some of the distortions crowd here. As, as always, it is just amazing stuff. There's the clowns you had talked about, this sleeping 
I've seen this sleeping troll thing at one oh, of the theme yeah. parks I used to he work stands at. Stands up, he's like twelve feet, and he and he tells you all sorts of weird stuff. We but paid, this guy, we paid big money for this music. It's one minute of music. It's fantastic. Oh, I like you it. Can't hear it too well in here. Everything's so loud. Right. Brought back the uh, electric chair guy, retribution version of him. Right. That's been popular. My oh, favorite. I've seen him. This is the guy I've seen. Oh, you have seen. I have seen him. All yeah. Right, yeah, I didn't yeah. know his name. The mutant. So he goes crazy and side to side, back and forth, and and smokes and lights, and then he spits And I'm glad you're in front of him and not me, because I don't yeah. need to get spit on. No, no, he spits all over your equipment. People are He's spitting on people's cameras. Nobody seems to care, but it's uh, all right. It's always fun at the Distortions booth. For people wanting more information on some of the new giant scary stuff you've got here, all the clowns, the creepy kids, all the zombies and monsters... That you can imagine from the twisted and warped mind of Ed Edmund. Ah. How do they get more information? Well, just go to distortionsunlimited.com or Distortions YouTube channel. It's all there. And got to ask one more question. Monster Day in Greeley, Colorado is on for 2022? That it is. It's August 20th. As we're getting spit on here by the news. We spit on as we speak. So August 20th in Greeley, Colorado, Monster Days. How can they people get more information on that? Yes. What are, What is the website for that for people? Oh, to get it would be Monster Day, probably MonsterDay.com, or it's on Facebook. I know Monster Day Greeley, maybe. I don't know. They'll find it. Just uh, just Google Monster Day Greeley, Colorado. You're going to come You'll up. You'll get it. it. Yeah. And, uh, it's always a pleasure, Yay. man, to have you on the show here. Thank Once again, you. folks, DistortionsUnlimited.com. Check out all the giant props and everything. You will be scared, as will your customers. Once again, folks, Drew Badger live on the floor, Trans World in St. Louis, and we're out. And ladies and gentlemen, let's hope you're listening carefully to the show because it is time for our gruesome giveaway for the month of April, sponsored by our very good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. You know, I can only imagine the prize they're going to send out to our 10th anniversary winner of the gruesome giveaway. Now, you know how this works. I'm going to ask you a question, and the answer is in the show. All you have to do is send us your name, your phone number, and the answer to the question in an email to bsscontest at gmail.com. That's a new email address for some of you. bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on April 18th. We will select a random entrant, and maybe that will be you. So, without further ado, the question for the April gruesome giveaway is... During our talk with Ed Edmonds of Distortion, we talk about a giant head. Ed Edmonds mentions the name of a very famous Hollywood actor that provided the voice for that giant head. What is the name of that very famous and very old Hollywood actor? If you think you know the answer, email it to us along with your name and your phone number to bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on April 18th, and you just may be randomly selected to be the winner of the April gruesome giveaway brought to you by Screamline Studios. Com. Previous winners and family members of The Big Scary Show are not eligible to win, but good luck, everyone. Go. 
Santiago Cirillo from AMC's Walking Dead. I just want to say, man, happy 10th anniversary to the big scary show. Keep it live. Keep it wild. I'm with you, baby. Broadcasting to you from the darkest regions of the earth. This is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, one of the neat things of doing the Big Scary Show over the past ten years and the haunt attraction industry is seeing the evolution of things that come out for home haunters and stuff you can do on your lawn, which is a lot of fun. And uh, one of the big things has been some of the big box stores really upping the game over the past decade or more. And one of those is, of course, Home Cheapo. And the biggest thing a few years ago coming out, literally, is their 12-foot skeletons and the neat stuff going on with that. You know, especially the moving creepy eyes. Then last year they came out with the big jack-o'-lantern guy to match them. Ooh, lots of fun. Be envious of your whole neighborhood and other haunters. Put a couple of them on there. Well, guess what, everybody? This year's 2022 Home Cheapo Halloween lineup is leaked out. Ooh, and, uh, ah, mm, okay, so, you know, they got the normal ones. Your 12-foot skeleton and pumpkin guy are coming back. Yay! Um, they have a weird goblin, which looks like a wish Yoda in, like, middle age, you know, Yoda years. Kind of weird, kind of, you know, maybe you can do something with it, but really look kind of weird to me. Uh, they have a, what they call it, a life-size oogity boogity from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I, I don't know, okay, might be good, but, you know, is it really $300 worth of burlap? I, I don't know, maybe some of you guys can do better. But there will be yet another, a third offering in the oversized thing. I, I think it's 10 foot instead of 12 foot. But yes, they shall have a 10 foot werewolf. Ooh, like a big creepy thing with lots of hair and stuff. Well, if you like blow mold plastic hair, sure, yeah, it's got that. Well, it's going, it's going to be cool. It's going to be something that looks just like off the set of Underworld, standing on my yard. Big scary thing, right? E- no, nope, nope, nope. This is more of your Wolfman thing. Well, I wouldn't even call him Wolfman. I would call him Lumberjack Wolfman. That's right, the 10-foot Home Cheapo Werewolf Man giant thing has a a uh, plaid shirt and jeans to go with the whole outfit. That's right, complete your lawn with the werewolf lumberjack outfit. 2022 might be a year you're spending the money on the skeleton if you can find one and uh, wait for that werewolf for clearance. Until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Hello, everybody. This is Drew Badger. This is Deadline News for episode 260, and we're going to start things off with this update from the Midwest Haunters Convention coming to Chicago. Registration is now open for the 2022 Midwest Haunters Convention happening 
June 10th and 11th. Get your tickets now at MidwestHaunters.com. Ticketing for the haunt tours, seminars, and events are coming soon, so keep checking back to MidwestHaunters.com for all the latest updates. We have this update from Midsummer Scream coming to Long Beach, California. Meet artist Macabre Baker and photographer Christine H. McConnell at this year's Midsummer Scream. Christine hosts her own Patreon-supported series from the mind of Christine McConnell on YouTube and was the creator and star of the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell on Netflix. She also wrote, photographed, and created all the delicacies in the cookbook Deceptive Desserts. Saturday and Sunday only is when she'll be there. Midsummer Scream, July 29th through the 31st at the Long Beach Convention Center. Get more information at midsummerscream.org. We have this from the Red Vane Haunted House in Ashland, Virginia. It's back. After a two-year absence, we're returning for our fifth annual Halfway to Halloween Festival, Spring Oween. On Saturday, April 30th from 4 to 8 p.m., join us at Hanover Vegetable Farm, 13580 Ashland Road in Ashland, Virginia. Although our haunted attraction will not be open during Spring Oween, we'll have tons of entertainment throughout the day, including the debut of our brand new mobile escape games, Prevented, presented by Red Vane Escape. We'll also have spooky photo booths, costume contests with prizes, games, demos, vendors, and live music. Center of the Universe will provide beer, which will be poured and sold to benefit the Hanover Humane Society. And it wouldn't be a Red Vane event without scary creatures roaming around. As dusk creeps up, we'll close out Spring Arena by welcoming in Walpurgisnacht with a bonfire and dancing part of German folklore that translates to Witch's Night. All to truly let us know that Halloween is only a few short months away. Get tickets and more information at redvainhaunt.com. We have this update from the Carolina Fear Fest coming to Raleigh, North Carolina. We have another guest announcement. The stars have aligned and the sparkling Felissa Rose returns to Carolina Fear Fest following her breakout role in Sleepaway Camp. She starred in dozens of classics and new films, including Bloody Summer Camp, which premiered at the con last year, and lots of new projects we can't wait to hear about. We can't wait to see you again, Felissa. Get tickets to meet and greet her, plus a dozen other horror celebs at Carolina Fear Fest, May 27th through the 29th. Get more info at carolinafearfest.com. We have this update from Haunters Against Hate. Submissions are now open for the Book of Haunters, Volume 8 bit. Volume 8 will feature haunters, behind-the-scenes crew, and even haunt owners. Because, bit by bit, it takes everyone to make the haunt work. Please send your high-resolution pics to paul at hauntersagainsthate.com for consideration. If accepted, you'll receive a photo release form and questionnaire. Do not send pictures used on social media, as they are not high-quality enough for print. Once the book is 70% full, pre-orders will begin on the website. Get more details at hauntersagainsthate.com. We have this update from Days of the Dead coming to Chicago. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actress 
Brink Stevens to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Chicago, happening May 13th through the 15th at the Crown Plaza O'Hare. Stevens has appeared in more than 100 feature films, primarily in the genres of horror, science fiction, and fantasy. She's gained notoriety as a scream queen. In addition to acting, Stevens has co-written a number of screenplays, co-produced two documentaries, and served as an on-set decorator. Get more information at daysofthedead.com. We have this update from the Midwest Monster Fest in East Moline, Illinois. Midwest Monster Fest presents Halfway to Halloween is proud to announce Douglas Tate to our May 13th and 14th event in East Moline. Douglas Tate was born and raised in Los Angeles where he found his passion for acting while in high school. He has had the fortune of working on major hit studio films including J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, Jon Favreau's Zathura, Land of the Lost, and the Blumhouse film Unfriended Dark Web. Tate also donned the infamous Michael Myers mask as the shape stunt double in Halloween Kills. Douglas will be doing a full Jason costume photo op on Saturday. Get your tickets now at Co-op Records in Moline or at MidwestMonsterFest.com. And finally, we have this from the mysterious mansion of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. During our Bloodlines Halfway to Halloween celebration happening April 25th through May 12th, Gatlinburg's mysterious mansion is partnering with Medic Regional Blood Center of Knoxville on April 30th for our first annual Halfway to Halloween Vampire Blood Drive. Medic Knoxville's mobile donation center will be on site Saturday, April 30th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. to accept donations of life-saving blood. All donors will receive a pass for a free admission to Mysterious Mansion, which will be valid for one year after issue. Come join us and shed some blood for a great cause. Note, exclusions apply, and the passes are valid from April 30th, 2022 until April 30th, 2023. Passes are not valid for admission to our special presentations in October. For more information about our bloodlines, halfway to Halloween celebration, visit their Facebook page, facebook.com slash mysterious.mansion. Remember folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunted attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Hi, this is the old Cronigan from Trans World 2022, and I'm standing here with Mike at Hallucinations Creation Inc. How are, how's the show going for you? Uh, it's going really good. So, uh, 
Yeah, our, our Thursday here was like our Saturday last year, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like we, uh, we like tripled our sales already as last year. So That's fabulous. We, That's... we changed our, um, our structure in the business, and we were offering more animatronics, and now we're only offering the, uh, the mechanics of the animatronics, so more of the do-it-yourself line. That's great. DIY line, and uh, yeah, everything's getting good feedback, so. Terrific. So. I see everything from uh, mechanisms for kicking legs, swaying zombies, um, seesaw and things. I can, as a haunt owner myself, I can see just really having a blast with this stuff. So anyone, that, oh, someone just shot off an air cannon. <laughs> um, so anybody who is not at the show and hearing this afterwards, how can they find you? Yeah, you can find us on our website, which we actually have an online store. Um, you can go to hallucinationscreations.com. And then uh, any social media, Facebook, Instagram, I always post just about weekly, just trying to keep keep in the loop. And um, yeah, our website, hallucinationscreations.com, you hit us up and, uh, you know, everything's on there. So Sounds great. Thank cool. you so much, and I hope today is just fabulous Thank for you. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks for stopping by. This is Brian Foreman from Scare Badges, and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. Hello everybody, Drew Badger. We are here live on the floor of Transworld in St. Louis, Missouri, talking to all the cool kids, the young and the hipsters and all that stuff. And the, oh, God, I feel old sometimes seeing some of these young guys out here running their own businesses and stuff. If you've ever heard the term Amazon, ring a bell, you can get almost anything there. Well, what if there was an Amazon for the haunt industry? And there might be, called Horror Hub. They came up here and said, we're kind of like Amazon for the haunted house industry and the horror industry. I'm like, you have my attention. Let's sit down and talk. I've got Nathan here from Horror Hub. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Now, go ahead. It's a wonderful weekend here at Transworld, seeing all kind of cool new stuff. Is this your first year vending out here? No, this is our second year, okay. and it's much better. Last year was a little laid back, less people. Um, it, it was it was a weird year, a lot of people say, just because of the restrictions yes. and the COVID and all that stuff. But a lot of people are saying it's one of the best shows they've had in, in a decade, yes. so that's fantastic. Yeah, this one here, a lot more people. Um, I like it that all of the vendors are more uh, together. Um, we're getting to see a lot more uh, of each other this year than sort of right. so spread out. So, um, yeah, it's cool. Excellent. So tell me, when somebody says they're the Amazon of the horror and haunt business, I'm like intrigued. So tell me what Horror Hub actually does. So Horror Hub is made up of uh, multiple vendors. Uh, we're a multi-vendor marketplace. Uh, we have a wide variety of products, including masks, costumes, props, collectibles, uh, stuff for your house, um, cosmetics. I mean, it, the list just goes on. Um, so we, uh, we rely on our vendors, and that's one of the reasons why we come here to Transworld to find new products um, that we can offer to, the, uh, to our audience. Um, we can also help to boost the uh, exposure of, of these vendors. Um, and and that, that's mainly our goal, is to really uh, provide that one-stop shop for everybody, uh, the shoppers. And, and we want to, um, to, to give some of these vendors that uh, you know, wouldn't have that platform otherwise to uh, make some sales, grow their sure. businesses, you know. I mean, there's a lot of people here talking to a lot of the uh, the big the big giants of the industry, but there's a lot of mom and pop, small, this is my first year, second year, I make all this stuff in my garage kind of stuff, and you, you seem to help a lot of those people as well. We do, because we also have some of the giants in the industry. Um, we have two of the largest mask makers in the world that sell with us as well. So, um, you know, when people are coming to Horror Hub to shop, they're going to see those masks and they're also going to see the the mask maker that maybe has you know two or three masks at a time for sale 
Um, so it, it's nice because there's a lot of cross-promotion on the website. Um, everything's all on the same platform, whether it be a mass-produced uh, mask that there's thousands of them or, or a one-off custom mask. So um, that, that's one of the nice things about uh, you know, our platform is, is the cross-promotion. And uh, it's, it's easy for people to find as well. Uh, so if you're a shopper, you can search by masks. You can search by costumes. Um, the categories, we've made it very clean interface online um, for, for, for shoppers. And uh, it's, it's a cool spot. You, you could say it's a hub for all things horror. It is definitely a hub for all things horror, yeah. So, uh, you know, the name is kind of self-explanatory. And it's funny. When people ask at the conventions, you know, what do you do? And that's why I always just refer back to, we're like the Amazon of horror. You know, Amazon, you can find anything you're looking for. Well, that's our goal is to eventually be that one-stop spot online where you can find anything, whether you're looking for an animatronic, a fog machine, um, a prop or a costume, whatever it may be, uh, you're going to find it with us. Yeah, I remember when Amazon was just a bookseller online. And, and, now it, and now it's everything out of a garage, right. So when somebody buys from you, are they buying directly from you? Or are they buying from that person, that person ships it out, or do you have these things from that person to sell? Like Company X gives you 100 masks. Do they ship them from your place, or do they ship them directly from the person who made them? So it's a combination of both, actually. Um, uh, we do have a warehouse that we do ship some of the products out of. Uh, we do fulfillment services for some vendors. Uh, for the most part, though, the vendors will ship their own products. Okay. So if someone places an order on our website, you know, we get an order notification, the vendor gets an order notification, and they're responsible for filling that order. Uh, we do eventually want to grow to where we're fulfilling most of the orders for almost all of the vendors. Okay. That way we can guarantee that next day shipping, almost a horror hub prime, if you want to say. <laughs> you know? So um, you know, that's our goal, is, is to make it more efficient uh, for the buyers and uh, you know, handle everything out of our warehouse. Very nice. Yeah. If I was a small-time, you know, costumer or weapons maker or something, and I wanted to get involved with you guys, or if I was a medium or large scale, and maybe wanted you guys to ship product or send product for me because I don't have room in my house or my storage unit to keep more of this stuff, or if I was just interested in more information, or of course, if I wanted to shop. What would be the websites and social medias where people would get more information on Horror Hub? So our website is horrorhubmarketplace.com. Uh, same thing, we have the same handle for Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. It's all Horror Hub Marketplace. Uh, so you can find us on any of those websites. If you were interested in becoming a seller, on our homepage, there's a uh, start selling link at the top of the homepage. You click on that, fill out your information, and we approve you as a vendor. Uh, it's, it's very simple, very, very simple, and it's super easy for the vendors to list their products. Vendors control every aspect of their Horror Hub store as well. It's a store within our platform, so they control the products, the pricing. We don't touch any of that. Um, so, you know, we give them full reign on shipping, uh, their terms and conditions. So it's very flexible. They have a lot of freedoms within their, pro within their Horror Hub store, um, and it's been very good so far. Is there anything you will not like? Let's say I do something. You know, do you do you not use like excessive gore or maybe religious imagery, imagery or anything like that? Is there anything that you necessarily will not sell? We haven't really ran into that yet. Um, we do uh, do an approval process for every product. Actually, I do that myself um, just to keep up the integrity of the products. Uh, we do want to uh, maintain a quality standard uh, for for the buyers as well as the vendors. So. I approve every product. Um, same thing with the vendors. You know, I'm very hands-on. Uh, I have two business partners with this, and we all three operate this business ourselves. 
Uh, we're very hands-on from vendor relations to customer relations, back-end, uh, you know, so it's it's a very personable experience for the uh, for buyers and vendors. Excellent. So once again, folks, horrorhubmarketplace.com. Look for them on all the social medias. Nathan, a pleasure to have you speaking with us here on The Big Scary Show. Wish you nothing but success. Remember, folks, horrorhubmarketplace.com. Long name, but they got a lot of stuff to sell. Maybe some of your stuff. My name is Drew Badger here at Transworld, talking to everybody that I can, and we are out. Thank you so much for having me, man. Greetings, listeners, listeners, and welcome. welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. torso. It's time time for Between between the the corpses. Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And as we continue our venture down the history of torture and execution, we are coming up to the Vikings, a heathen death. The Vikings had a sophisticated court system to deal out just punishment to their criminals. Their slaves weren't so lucky. To understand Viking attitudes to crime and punishment is to negotiate a literary minefield of their epic poems and later histories written by Christian authors. The Vikings' runic alphabet was not suited to lengthy text, and much of their law was spoken. The danger is in relying too heavily on the writings of the 13th and 14th century historians who may have had their own agendas. We can make informed guesses about Viking methods from their sagas and the Dan Law that operated across much of northern England after the Norse invasion. Viking courts were known as things. They operated in public, and it was a prerogative of all freeborn men to consult them over civil and criminal matters. There were laws on boundary rights, hunting and tree felling, social behavior, satire, libel, writing love songs, petty criminality, turning a neighbor's butter sour or stealing his bees, and laws against rape and murder. Things had a complex system of penalties, ranging from fines and banishment to the amputations of fingers, toes, and limbs, and ultimately execution. Hanging and beheading were both recognized forms of the death penalty, but the way these sentences were enforced is less clear. Viking law depended heavily on the goodwill and cooperation of all parties, but it was often up to the litigant and his backers to carry out sentence. Foreigners, and particularly Viking slaves, were in a much more vulnerable position. They had no legal rights and could be beaten, sexually abused, or killed on a whim by their owners. Masters who treated slaves badly were met with disapproval, in the same way a farmer might be criticized for poor stock keeping. But slaves' lives were usually measured in cows, marks, or silver, 8.5 ounces under Icelandic law. It naturally followed that slaves were the automatic choice for ritual human sacrifice. Votive offerings to popular deities such as Odin, king and god of the gallows, Thor, god of thunder, and Freya, goddess of fertility, were made during pagan festivals, usually by hanging or drowning. In Book 4 of the Gesta 
Hamana Bergenus, Adam of Bremen writes of nine yearly festival at a golden temple near Upsala, Sweden, that everyone was expected to attend with their sacrifices. Even converted Christians joined in. The bodies they hang in the sacred grove that adjoins the temple. Now, the grove is so sacred in the eyes of the heathen that each and every tree in it is believed divine because of the death or putrefaction of the victims. Even dogs and horses hang there with the men. And a Christian told me that he had seen 72 bodies suspended promiscuously. No. I don't know what else to say. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Michael Edwards from Terror in the Corn in Erie, Colorado. And I'd like to wish the Big Scary Show a happy 10th anniversary. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger. It is Sunday afternoon. We're starting to slowly wind down here. And uh, speaking of winding down, if you have been a fan of mini spotlights for many, many years, we, uh, we just got some what you might call breaking news here. I've got Bert Zeltan from minispotlight.com. Bert, how you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, you just... You just basically dropped a bomb on us that you are uh, slowly starting to transition a little bit from Mini Spotlight. Tell us what's going on here. Yeah, we're kind of going into semi-retirement. My wife uh, retired from her full-time job that summer, and we're backing off on some of it. We don't do our big stuff anymore, but we'll still be around doing our Mini Spotlights and Jacob's Ladders and some of our standard things that we've done. We're not going away, just backing off into some of the harder stuff. So no more giant tunnels and things like that? Exactly, yeah. It just takes more to motivate me now, you know. <laughs> well, geez, Lou, I could retire or I can and work and build. Hmm, yeah. what, a, what a tough decision. Yeah, and this, it'll give us more of a chance to go out and meet some of our customers on, at their shows and stuff like nice. that. Check out some of the other haunts. Do you still have something like the giant tunnels in stock, or, or do you still have the materials to build a couple more? Or are you out of that, or are there things that you can still make right now for at least the immediate future? Uh, no, the tunnel we don't plan on doing anymore. We okay. phase that out uh year or so ago it's just that was just too labor intensive and now with the prices everything going up with the plastics and stuff we just wasn't worth our time anymore i got you but in the meantime you know the the innovator of the mini spotlight and you've got so many cool gauges and and electronic stuff here buzzing around what are some of the uh, big sellers from the show this year uh jacob's ladders are always a big seller i mean those will sell off the, the first day the show opens wow because right. yeah, we, we only have a limited number of them and they're all custom made, so they know if they want their Jacob's Ladder, they got to get here early. We do make some more after the show, but it's pretty limited on how many we can produce. So in, in other words, if you want a Jacob's Ladder from Mini Spotlight, they better get a hold of you, like, real soon. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're just about to our limit already, so it's for the, for the summer. Excellent. So if you want that, you want some custom work done, you want your, your fine Mini Spotlights, your whole wide range of colors and everything, and all the stuff that Mini Spotlight's been known for for many, many years. Best way to get a hold of you is? Info at minispotlight.com. That comes right to me. I can answer any of your questions or tell you if we can make it or not. And chances are we can. And the regular website is? Minispotlight.com. Fantastic. Bert, congratulations on transitioning into semi-retirement. I, I only wish I could do that right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, job well done for 20 years of all the hard work and the great innovation you did. You basically revolutionized the lighting industry. Yeah, we, were the, we were the first ones. Yeah. Excellent. So minispotlight.com. Be sure to uh, check those out. And, of course, the best Jacob Ladder anywhere. So you better get your orders in soon, Bert. A pleasure to speak with you here on the show floor. Safe travels back as uh, we wind down Transworld 22. My name is Drew Badger for The Big Scary Show. And we're out. Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> This is Alex Lohman with Wind Hinges Creek and Reindeer Manor Haunted House, wishing the Big Scary Show a happy 10th anniversary. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10th anniversary of the Big Scary Show and the 10th anniversary of the Roundtable of Terror and our brand new sponsor of the Roundtable of Terror, Haunt Pay. For all your time ticketing needs, virtual queues, and so much more, go give hauntpay.com a tryout. You will not be disappointed. That being said, I believe it was April 13th, 2012. I'm sitting in a hotel having breakfast when I get a message from one unknown scare actor, now known as Meat Hook Jim, who simply says, the show is up and life as we know it changed forever. I assume Storm and I assume Jerry got the same messages that the show was up Friday the 13th, April 2012. And 10 years later, here we are. You know, we're not airing this exactly on the 13th because of the way the schedules and the way the shows work, but it's been a hell of a ride. So let's introduce our four hosts for the evening, some who've been with us since day one and some who have not. Let's start off up in Rhode Island with Storm. Greetings from the land of the original vampire. <laughs> I'm sure there's a story behind that that hopefully we'll find out at some point. Down in Cincinnati, Ohio, we have Meat Hook Jim. Oh, it has been a wild ride, and I can't wait to see what the next 10 years bring. Absolutely. Whatever happened to that unknown scare actor guy? I killed him. I, I, damn, he still owed me money. Anyway. And <laughs> down in the... was too hot. <laughs> and down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where she has spent the better part of a week outrunning tornadoes, we have the old crone, a.k.a. Jonna. How are you? I'm great. Happy anniversary, guys. Thank you. You have not been with us 10 years. You have been on the show. Uh, you came on one of our early shows. Episode 13, as a matter of fact, as wow. a home haunter. Absolutely. Been, I think that was, I think, 
I want to say that was the show where we just said the first three people that contact us will be guests on the show. And I think it was you, Tater, and a woman in Canada who we will not name because at the time she did not want her name mentioned. But um, And you guys just talked about stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of gone on from there. So welcome. And, and now you're a full-fledged roundtable contributor and show contributor. So we yeah. appreciate your special correspondentness. I'm glad to be um, part of the gang. Just to uh, just for a point of reference, we did invite all our old special correspondents to come back on the show. And unfortunately, due to some circumstances beyond their controls, they're not here. Some of them have internet Insane issues. Insane them... circumstances. Oh, Absolutely. God. Big, scary show curse circumstances. You know, oh, the kind of stuff we've seen for the roundtables for 10 years, which yeah, you know you... caused people calling from drive throughs and their hearses and driving around the block. It, the, the weirdness has not stopped. Yeah, Calling don't from ever, the witness protection program. Don't ever Burner leave phones. the show. If you leave the show, you can never come back, apparently. So... But gentlemen and lady, it has been a wild ride. That's all I can say. Oh my gosh, it has been, Drew. You know, the, the, the thing that, that sticks in my mind the most is the day that I told everybody the show was live was the day I got fired from my job. And the curse continues. <laughs> um, fortunately, I was able to secure employment um, three weeks later, and I will be celebrating my 10th anniversary with that same job here soon. Uh, Very nice. But, you know, what a day. It was like, it was a high and a low at the same time because we finally released Big Scary Show and I got fired. It's like, wow. But you know what? Back then, I, w- I think I was more focused on the show. I mean, we worked hard to put this together. Um, you know, you, me, Storm, and Jerry, and here we are 10 years later, and we've out, we've gone beyond what people expected out of us. They, people said, no, you're not going to last, you know, that, that old podcast was better. Guess what? We lasted longer than the old podcast did, and we're still going strong. The old podcast lasted about five years. They've done almost the same amount of episodes because they were weekly. Right, but not all. We were not on the show weekly. We were just on the show as we had content. So, you know, for those who don't know the story, all four of the original hosts were members of an old podcast that uh, basically stopped putting out podcasts around 2011. And I believe the four of us were like, "I don't think we still want to do this. The industry yeah. needs stuff. I don't think there's going to be any more of those. What can we do?" Yeah. And wasn't it Storm that said, let's do another one? No, I think it was tossed around with it. I think it's think, you know, or kicking around some of the names and the format came together. It's like, oh, this might be able to work. We might be able to pull it together, you know, stumble through, you know, oh, hosting, oh man, and recording. And, you know, it, just the technology having changed in the past 10 years is is amazing. And, you know, it's funny because when we talk to people at conventions or just on the street and stuff, they ask us the same questions about podcasting, how it gets started and stuff. And it's, it, it's really amazing to see how we stumbled in the right direction. Just those first couple of weeks, which can really make or break, uh, you know, doing this and keeping the energy up and having the content for 10 years. I think we decided as the four of us in January of 2012, and in less than three months, we were on the air. 
and we had content. We had had interviews already. I mean, when I got the message, I was in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada at the Canadian Haunted Attractions Conference, just going because I thought I could get a few interviews. And I think our first show or two were pretty much all Canadian interviews. So it was kind of very interesting. And then, you know, we had a couple of folks who were with us from the beginning, Dog Soldier, who was a hell of a great interviewer, and he was not able to continue much longer after that. But for the first first few months, he was with us. So we had some of his stuff. And, you know, Storm's been doing Haunt Minute for all this time, even with the previous. And Jim has gone through several different things from, you know, actor interviews to Between the Corpses and, and many other things. And it's just been it's been nuts. Like you said, you know, it's amazing what we all decided. And, you know, we, we had a list of names that came out that was, you know, presented to us. What about this name? What about that name? And, and big scary show just kind of was like, you know, that just kind of says it all, you know, we're all big, we're all scary. And, and that's just not looking in a mirror, but it just kind of reflected exactly what we wanted to do. But we did not want to make a clone of the previous show. You know, the previous show left a bad taste in a few people's mouths, which reasons we will not get into. But uh, we did not want to be a clone version 2.0 of those guys. We wanted to do our own thing. And I think the big thing that we came up with was this very roundtable. Nobody else was doing roundtable discussions. There were primarily interviews. There were some music out there. There were some local news and national news and maybe some horror movie stuff, but, you know, I think we were one of the first to actually come up with a, let's pick a topic, let's bring in some guests and let, and let's talk about it. And it's just really, really been very successful and pretty much the highlight of the show. Uh, you know, definitely the round table of terror is our signature segment. Uh, and, you know, you go back to the beginning and you, you listen to the first, the first couple of shows that we did, and oh my God, they were bad. Not recommended. <laughs> They're uh, on our archives, but not recommended to listen to. But do it. I mean, go back and listen. Seriously. Um, that was that was 10 years ago, and we learned by doing. I mean, it was, you know, with the old podcast, the guy in charge, he had everything formatted and everything. <clears throat> we were kind of flying blind. We had a format we wanted to do, and we had to do a lot of trial and error to get it to where it is. And those first few episodes, you know, they were, they were, we were learning all this different software. So they weren't the greatest. The volume levels were all over the place, but people kept listening. People kept coming back. And that's the important thing is we fill at the time we filled a void, um, you know, and with our unique format and even the, we even had people that were trying to copy our format, no names will be mentioned. Uh, but here we are, you know, and, and it, big scary show has, has just grown organically over these past 10 years. And, you know, I couldn't think of a better group of guys to be associated with 10 years later. I mean, here we are. I think we have a, an established brand in the industry, if nothing else. Yes. I think, you know, Jonna and I were at trans world. So was wicked Wendy. So was Sylvia vile. And Jonna was telling us before the show, Jonna, tell us what was happening when you were at the booth or when you were walking around in your 
brand new big scary show t-shirt the thing that probably impressed me the most is that even those um people who didn't recognize me which a lot of i would say probably 95 percent of people didn't know who i was they still they knew the big scary show they um and you guys have the respect you guys built a great brand um of bringing good entertainment but mostly um education you guys are always um honorable to your to your advertisers um and to the people that you help promote um so the i noticed the big scary show is is definitely respected in the haunt community um i know that the majority of people were like you know, okay, well, that's cool. Who are you? Where's Drew? Um, <laughs> um, but you know, it was, it was just really nice. Um, you know, as I became a fan a long, long time ago when you guys first started and, you know, I used to listen to the other show as well. And you did definitely fill a void because at that time I was particularly at that time, I always have been, uh, you know, hungry for more education, but it, especially at that time. And, um, I, I think I just, you know, through massive Googling stumbled upon y'all show. And because there are so many of you from the other show, it would have been easy for you to just copy it. Just, you know, do X, Y, neat, be, you know, name and just, you know, do the exact same thing. And you didn't, you guys made it your own. You made it, um, unique. There's, um, a lot of, value to the big scary show that wasn't being broadcast anywhere else. And so you guys really filled that void. And 10 years later, you guys have a great following, um, great listenership. And I think more than anything, you guys have great respect from the community and they know that whenever, Hey, I talked to someone from the big scary show, even me, even though they didn't know me personally, or they barely knew who I was, the fact that I was with the Big Scary Show, they felt very comfortable, you know, giving me an interview. Not a single person denied me an interview. Um, not a single person that I talked to, you know, they were all just like, yes, we'd love to talk to you. That would be great. You know, um, we'll make sure everyone knows to, you know, to listen and, and everything. Everyone was just very welcoming because of the reputation you guys have built. I can feel the head swelling right now, just <laughs> getting bigger here. But um, yeah, I, I really, I had never asked you, I don't think, how you actually heard of us in the first place. So I assume you were Googling, as you said, you know, haunt podcasts. Yeah, was, and at the any, time. Anything huh. haunt, haunt industry related, I was Googling, just trying to learn as much as I could. You know, to give people some context back then, you know, podcasting was not a big thing 10 years ago. I mean, the previous podcast started in 2005 or 2006. I want to say 2006, but, you know, when we were talking to the old podcast about doing this on our own, you know, it was even suggested to us, don't call yourself a podcast because nobody knows what a podcast is. Call yourself an online news service. And for the first couple of years, that's what I would tell people, you know, if we were going to a convention or something, hi, Drew Badger from the Big Scary Show, we're an online news service and we want to come, 
you know, get some interviews from some of your celebrities and some of your vendors at, at various conventions and, and go to your haunted houses and talk to your people. And they're like, online news service? Well, that sounds professional as opposed to what's a podcast. So, you know, and, and nowadays, um, they're everywhere. My gosh, I cannot believe how many literally thousands and thousands and if not hundreds of thousands of podcasts there are out there because it's just so darn easy to put one out. And, and frankly, it's easier to put this out now than it was 10 years ago. But boy, vey, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. But, you know, but don't call it a podcast in 2012 because nobody knew what it is. What's and even that, interesting on, on that, too, is, you know, I still explain to people we're an industry podcast because they're like, oh, you do a podcast? Is it true crime? Is it, you know, is it, what, what is it that you do with it? Uh, you know, do you just have comedians on? And I'm like, no, we're, we're an industry podcast. We're actually hyper-focused for the haunted attraction industry. We love talking things that, um, you know, inspire our, our listeners and people who do haunts. And, and, you know, we always try and swing it back to the haunted attraction industry. You know, we love talking about stuff that affects it and, you know, will inspire it. But uh, that's a neat thing, even over 10 years that there has never been a drastic change and we've never had to stray from that from content. We, you know, something usually always comes up, you know, if it, if some of the, you know, like 13 questions of doom and some of the things that, that might seem like filler over years, more likely it's because of scheduling guests, scheduling, uh, you know, our schedule in order to be able to do a roundtable, you know, uh, things of, of that nature, technical difficulties, cat bites, those types of things that throw it off, then us not having enough haunted industry content which is really something neat and you know something to say about the industry that you guys everyone listening is in right now too uh also the other thing i want to say with 10 years and you know going with it um some of the advertisers we've had over years phenomenal all of them you know have been able to try and do some with us longer or shorter than others but there are a couple who you've listened to commercials on this show who were with us before we published anything, before anything ever went out. They said, we know you guys, we believe in you guys, here you go, you do this. Now, as the marketing guy, it's painful because I'm giving them like the same rates as 10 years ago because they took that jump with us. But that's, that's an immense thing too, is you know everybody you listen to, these commercials on the show, they're both um, you know supporters of us and supporters of the industry. So thank you, sponsors. And we are going to have a sponsors roundtable in the near future. So be tuned to that. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Some of the people, you know, I got a phone call from Jason from Screamline a few weeks before we actually went on. And he, he called me completely out of the blue. I had his number because I've known him from the old podcast. And he was like, I hear you're doing a podcast. I was like, yeah. He's like, I want in. I was like, well, what do you want to do? He says, I want to give away prizes. Hey, we have a giveaway now. So that's kind of where the origins of the gruesome giveaway came from. I mean, we hadn't really pondered or considered or decided on whether or not we were going to do a giveaway. Like the old show would do a giveaway about once a month. And, and all of a sudden we've got somebody that wants to give us prizes. So by the way, folks, there's a brand new gruesome giveaway question for the month of April on this very show. So we hope you're listening carefully to that. And of course, our new email address, BSS Contest 
at gmail.com. Please enter that giveaway. But uh, you're absolutely right, Storm. Most of our sponsors have stayed with us for years and years and years. You know, a couple of them have dropped out. There's, you know, been a couple, unfortunately, you know, one of our previous sponsors of this round table was Necrotic Creations. And unfortunately, the owner passed away a couple of years ago. The, the company is still going, just not in that capacity. A couple of others have, have come and gone, done their contracts and moved on. But we've just picked up a recently brand new sponsor in VFX Creates. Patrick Voss and uh, and his fine, fine line of products there, all the puppets and everything. So we are very happy to welcome him. I believe we started running his commercials last or two, two shows ago. So, and we saw him at Transworld and we talked about him being a brand new sponsor and he's just happy as can be. And, uh, you know, as I said, we're going to have a sponsor round table in the near future and we'll definitely get some feedback because pretty much everybody I've talked to, you know, we try to land our contracts and our sponsor renewals around trans world because we can just go and we can sit down with the people and talk to them and say, how have we done? How have we been for you? And without question, every single one of our sponsors has said, I've gotten business from you because of the show. That's where I first heard, or that's where I keep hearing about you. And that's where I initially went to your website. And that's where I, you know, bought products from. So, you know, podcast advertising works folks. At least in our case, I mean, we've been doing it a long time. So, I mean, you know, I, I hope we have earned that trust with people, but uh, apparently we have. Well, let's not forget a couple of, uh, of the other original sponsors, including Creepy Collection. Right. Jeremy and did the same thing. He, um, he uh, basically said, I, I hear you're starting a new show. I want in. So we're like, okay, you're in. <laughs> and and he loved us in the old one. Don't forget Von Caron Productions. Von Caron, you know, he's been with us. Tom has since, since day one. And he's got our, he was our first original paid sponsor who actually physically gave us money to be on the show. So, you know, he, he got our very first, very inexpensive because, you know, who wants to pay money for an unknown product? Well, Von Caron did, and they have been reaping the benefits ever since. Absolutely. So Jim, let's uh, let's talk about some of the things that you've done over the years. You've had multiple segments. You know, Storm has been doing Haunt Minute consistently. You know, we've we've always played the music. We've we've had the the round table, and we've had the uh, other segments and things. But you have you have done a lot of different things over the course of the show. What what is your rationale for? you know, coming up with a new idea, you know, I'm going to start doing interviews or I'm going to start doing, you know, executions. Or I'm going to start doing torture. What, what, what has been your inspiration for doing all these different things? Well, I, I want to keep it fresh. You know, I mean, that's why I change it occasionally. Um, you know, my first segment, which kind of bled over from the old show, face your fears. I absolutely love talking about all different kinds of phobias, but you know, how many phobias can I cover without starting to repeat? I mean, I, I don't know. I did face your fears for at least what, two years after that, you know, I, I, I wanted to just mix it up a little bit doing the interviews. So I, you know, I reached out to people that wanted to do uh, interviews with me regarding their haunt character, or we even had a, an actress, an actual actress that lives in Hollywood was my first guest when I changed that show up. Then I did, uh, you know, but well, between the corpses has kind of been the signature now. And thank you, Storm, for coming up with that idea. 
Uh, and Storm also came up with the name Meat Hook Jim. So, you know, double kudos to Storm. Um, but Between the Corpses has kind of shifted around uh, covering different types of things like, you know, uh, there was burial practices and there was, um, I don't know what else. Gosh, there's been so many of them. <clears throat> Currently, we're doing um, torture and executions. I just want to bring some kind of information to the people that they're not going to really find any place else. And, you know, BTC is the, uh, the avenue for that. And being that the name itself can be generic and, and where I can shift things up, I think it's a great fit because here I go from, you know, going all around the world for funeral practices. And now I'm talking about torture and execution throughout time but it's still under the banner between the corpses and it works. You know, it's, it's one of the segments that, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, uh, I've got an idea for a segment for Jim. I've had people say that to me before and I was like, okay, we'll contact Jim and plug it to him. Hopefully they have, I don't know, but um, storm, how about you? You've been doing haunt minute uh, longer than the show's been around. What is your inspiration? I, I know a lot of it comes straight out of the news, but are there, just things that come completely out of left field. What inspires you to do Haunt Minute? Oh, usually. I mean, it, you know, it was Haunt Minute originally was the, the, the whole idea of like the Hollywood Minute from uh, Saturday Night Live. Something a little humor, but also something to, you know, shake and go a little reality and a little twist. You know, how can something from, you know, almost normal life go into uh, the haunted attraction industry and, and just pull into it. So um, it's pretty much been 10 years of, you know, Oh, I need, I need a topic. I need to rant about something. Uh, let's check our caffeine levels. Cause that, that was initially a thing. All right. You got to turn down the volume. You got cut away from the espresso before hot minute. And um, you know, a lot of Google searches for Halloween. I can't tell you how long I've been seeing articles for Halloween movies, you know, the movie Halloween with Michael Myers and stuff coming out. That's usually through my first thing before I find something interesting, some town, you know, trying to ban Halloween or some weird haunted freezer. Somebody finds in the middle of the woods or something. So, you know, just weird stuff to relate with it. In my experience with haunted attractions, talking with people with haunted attractions and, you know, our own haunted attraction news and stuff is, is, you know, just trying to find what goes with that and give it that little bit of twist to relate to haunted attraction industry, maybe some sort of humor or just trying to look at things a little different way than you had before and, you know, cram a chupacabra in there whenever I could. <laughs> Yeah, and we're at some point we are going to do a cryptid roundtable, so we will expect some very good conversation there because that that's one of the untapped roundtable topics so far that we still have oh, never have never done. That and mariachis, I think, are the untapped resources for haunt attractions. Mariachi and Amish haunts that needs to also be discussed at some point. But yeah, um, but we keep finding evidence that. Like people are doing Amish haunts, or at least aspects of it. I mean, you know, sure. a, a couple of years ago when we found the Amish chainsaw was amazing. Yep. And of course, you know, everything is made handcrafted by the finest wooden materials. You know, and, and we came up with that idea because Storm and I were on a bus at the Midwest Haunters <laughs> Convention going to like the Cleveland area or something. And, and we were driving Friend. through Amish country and there were 
people working the fields. And we were like, you know, an Amish haunt would be kind of cool. And well, it no, just no, the killer, the there. killer was we drove by a sign and the sign said Amish swings and things. And what are those things? Exactly. <laughs> Now, now, Jonna, you, as uh, we mentioned this a, f- a few weeks ago, um, you basically came up to us at Transworld last year and said, we had, I had a segment idea, you know, we've always, and we'll still put the call out today. You know, if you have a segment that you think would go well on this show, by all means, send it to us news at big and, you know, plug it, promote it, let us know. And Jonna did this at Transworld last year, said, I have a segment. And, you know, as we mentioned on the last show, no, 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 you brought no, no, it no. to us. Specifically, I said, I have a segment idea. There we go. And next That's thing a I know, you're telling me, okay, record something and send it to me and we'll see how it goes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're a hard sell. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you, you sent us your, your segment and for, you know, almost a year now. As mm-hmm. the old crone has been on the show and it's, it's been very well received. And, you know, at Transworld, you had a cauldron at our booth and things send us some questions. And mm-hmm. I don't know how many people entered, but it, it sure seemed like there was a lot of cards in there with ideas. You know, if they didn't put a card in there themselves, just in talking to a lot of different people, it helped to generate ideas myself. And so I would jot, jot my own ideas and throw them in there just because I knew I wouldn't lose them that way. Um, so yeah, I think I've got some interesting, uh, subject material coming up this year. So you've got at least a few months worth of stuff. It sounds like mm-hmm. sure do. Excellent. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing those coming down the pike. Uh, before we get any further, I'd like to remind you, we are listening to the round table of terror 10th anniversary. We're kind of going down memory lane here with the Three hosts and special correspondents, Storm Meat Hook, Jim, John, and myself, Drew Badger. We're going to take a quick break, listen to this from our brand new roundtable sponsor, HauntPay, and we will be right back. Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots. Variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. And we're back to the round table of terror talking about 10 long years of the big scary show with storm meat hook, Jim, the old crone, myself, Drew Badger and guys, more reflections. What, what, what are you, you know, thinking now that you've been around 10 years now? I mean, we have, we have, we have traveled, we have gone coast to coast. We have gone to Canada, Florida, California, Oregon, Washington, um, the East Coast, the West Coast, the Deep South, the Midwest, so many haunted attractions, so many theme parks, so many conventions. Um, and I know John has been to some. I know Storm has been to some. Jim's been to some. 
I've been to a few. Jerry's was, was with a few. Veister even went to a few. Wicked Wendy has been to some. Sylvia Vile. Dog Soldier was a hell of a good interview. Of course, Tater goes to everything, our super special correspondent. But uh, tell, tell us about some of the uh, more memorable things that you have been to and seen in the course of conducting Big Scary Show business. Well, I, I got to say for me, the first thing was my first trip to Transworld. Um, and actually, it was still part of the old show. But and and that's where Drew, you and I actually met for the very first time physically. Yeah, right. I thought that 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 your first trip was actually in regards to the old show. So okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um, but you know, I've gone to other conventions. Um, you know, I remember going to there was a convention in Kentucky. Uh, it was we were probably less than a year in, <clears throat> called uh, Dead Winter, and. Um, not only, you know, you mentioned off the air, not only did I get the last interview with Richard Brooker, who played Jason. That's what I'm sorry. I, I brain fart. Not only did he get that, but I also got to sit down with uh, the late, can't remember his name now. Cleve Hall. Thank you. Thank you. Cleve Hall. Uh, and that was... <laughs> Cleve was great. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you about Cleve. Um, he, I, I arranged for the interview with him and he took me back to the green room to do it. Uh, and I was so still so green at doing this that I was five minutes into the interview when I realized I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> uh, and I very sheepishly looked at Cleve and I said, I didn't press record. And he, he, he looked at me, he raised his eyebrow, he goes, all right, let's fix this. So I made sure the record button was going the second time, and we got the interview out, and he was just really cordial, and I didn't expect him to be as nice as he was, but it turned out to be a great interview that, that I'm glad I got for the show. And that stands out, and uh, let's not forget the first time we went to Scarefest. Oh yes, uh, and uh, Jonathan Breck, who plays the Creeper in Jeepers Creepers, uh, I interviewed him, and when I got done interviewing him, he he stood next to me and sniffed my head like the Creeper does. Yeah, was that, was that when you wet your pants? <laughs> I almost did. That was because there's shades of the Creeper. Like uh, the Creeper is one of my favorite horror icons and to, to for him to do that just you know i had chills down my back the hair on my neck was standing up and it was just it was really creepy i think that was the same weekend that you and i got to interview grant wilson from ghost hunters and he was a really nice guy yeah and i don't think it was the first time it might have been the second time at the Scarefest that you and i got to interview malcolm mcdowell who is prob arguably the largest quote unquote big name person we've had on the show, you know, Hollywood legend icon been in so many movies and just to be able to get five minutes to talk to him about, you know, you know, we didn't go into a long introspective about his career. He had autographs that he was selling, but he was taking a break and he was kind enough to speak to us for a little bit. And I think the, the fact that he had worked with 
people like David Prowse, who had also been on the show and that we had mentioned that and the fact that, you know, he knew a lot of the people that we had already had on the show. It was, it was kind of a, kind of the catalyst that allowed him to speak to us. I don't know if he still talks to people on casual interviews, especially not a podcast per se, but um, yeah, that's the Scarefest is a lot of fun and, and hopefully one of us or more can make it to uh, Lexington in October because they are back this year for their 14th year, I believe. And they already have a stellar lineup. And that's, that's one of my favorite shows to go to every year. You know, you can't forget how much we teased storm because of Josh Gates. (laughs) No, Uh, you can't. If you, you listen to her minute. If you listen to a hot minute and you hear Josh Gates at the end, Storm was not there when we recorded that segment. That was at nope. the Scarefest. And uh, we, we asked him if he would say this, and he was like, oh, absolutely I will. And then he held up a nice little piece of paper. It said, Storm, wish you were here, and posed for a picture with us. And, and I, think we, I think that was the exact moment we could tell Storm's heart was broken. Yeah, But I do believe you, you've met him since, though. Oh, no. I, I, yeah, I have gotten to meet him. And, yeah stalk him and stuff you know try and find out ways in like a train station in new york that type of thing we used to give storm so much grief about that for the longest time mm-hmm. you know, was like yeah we met josh gates and you weren't there <laughs> and every time we see him since he asks about you yeah which probably. has actually been none which has actually been yeah. none we haven't seen him at another show but but i'm sure that's the first thing he would say but <laughs> But speaking of Storm, I, I know you've gone to some Comic-Cons and Necronomicon and some other shows around the uh, greater New England area. What has been some of your fonder memories of, of working for the show in that capacity? Well, you know, one of the things you guys were saying, especially with the celebrities, which has been neat, is we hit it at the right time. Just when people sort of knew what podcasts were, because a lot of times you'd go up and go, I don't know what a podcast is. Take that thing that looks like a, a taser away from me, that type of deal. But uh, also, as these shows and stuff were just starting to hit, it's, it's almost impossible now to get those types of interviews at these types of conventions now. Uh, especially here in Northeast, you know, they, they, they really don't have that many good like horror shows come through. So there'll be some sort of Comic-Con or something. So the people, yeah, great guests that come through, but they are literally booked up solid with appearances, picture opportunities and that type of thing. So, you know, even for us, it's, it's gotten to a point over years where we just got to make the contacts at those shows and hope we can do something with them in like a round table or a big, scary news segment uh, later on. Uh, but no, I've got, gotten to meet uh, a lot of neat ones at the show. Some of the, some of the smaller, uh, you know, people who wouldn't think of, of celebrities, you know, Butch Patrick, really neat one, you know, even going through the archives. And a lot of times, too, even at these the small shows I've been able to get to in the Northeast, trying to, and, you know, almost none of these shows exist anymore, even before COVID, uh, you know, it's just trying to book up and get people with their schedules with it. It's, it's tough for some of these smaller shows, but, you know, we'd have to interrupt the uh, interview or cut it real short because finally some people came over to the table and stuff. And that's one of the things I, I like doing too, as a podcast, you even generate interest on the show for uh, people would see what you're doing and they come over, take a look and start talking to celebrity. Uh, I always love uh, the vendors and finding the stories behind 
uh, what makes them do what they're doing, you know, to, to make all this stuff, to come up with the ideas, to what their passion is. And I've always felt that's good. And always even for the haunt industry, I, I think you, you hear some of these vendors, even if they're not directly related to the haunt industry, if they're more the macabre the stuff that, you know, you want in your living room, uh, you know, for fourth of July parties, you know, that, that type of thing, off season stuff that more speaks to you. When you hear these people and what inspires them and gets them going, I think that even helps the haunt industry and helps uh, haunts with that type of thing because it's like, oh yeah, they've they've had to worry about the same burnout and the, the same you know trials and tribulations that we have with haunts and getting our name out there and doing this. And that at one time you're at midnight and you're hands deep in what you're doing. You go, is this worth it? So it's it's good hearing those stories at times too. Uh, from uh, I know my wife, you know, she'd been my girlfriend through uh, when we first started the podcast, her going through shows and, and you know, find out more of, of what they're doing and stuff, you know, and I've even put her to work, you know, you, you, you'll hear her talk. It's, she knows her coffee and, you know, one of our favorite vendors, Deadly Grounds, we'll, we'll get them going. I go here, you interview them because it's going to be a better interview, which is uh, pretty neat, too, because uh, and and they get going and then even. Even when she's done talking with them, there's that she that they're going on for another 10, 15 minutes about you know the different types of coffee and the passion stuff with it. And oh, try this. Oh, here's our new flavor and this type of thing. I mean, we could just run a whole podcast off of it sometimes. Uh, but it's neat discussions like that over years and uh, seeing the different people involved. Uh, I think one of the neat things and that we forget sometimes too. Uh, there's a great show on the Sci-Fi Channel called. Uh, um, is makeup wars right what oh my goodness i am face off oh my goodness i blanked out and co- my brain completely went john travolta and and, and yeah i totally forgot but face off i mean you know they they gave us guests for years we had so many of those great um artists on because you know th- the show itself was very focused on cinema and the makeup for cinema, but so many people on the contestants on that show had backgrounds in the haunted attraction industry. It was just this other neat level of, of, of what could be done with that show and something we could tap into because we had a, a great access to so many people who are on that show and to find out, you know, what's neat about it, what, what their trials and tribulations with it and then their projects going forward, which was a neat thing. That was one of those things, too, where you really hit that show at the right time. It was the hottest show on television for people in the haunt industry. And, um, you know, we've maintained friendships with people like Roy Woolley and R.J. Hattie and, and so many of those people because, again, podcasting was a new thing. A lot of them tended to be younger. They knew what podcasting was. And, and you know, they wanted to plug their stuff, and, and we were an outlet for them to plug their stuff. You know, I saw Dave Greathouse at Transworld, and, and he had stuff to talk about. And I think Ricky Vitus is coming to the uh, Haunters Against Hate convention in July in Kentucky that one of us may wind up showing up at. And it's, you know, Faceoff was for many, many years one of our best sources of you know, guests, because we, you know, it was to the point where it was like, well, we need a guest. Hey, let's call up RJ and see if he wants to come on the round table and talk about makeup. And, and he would, 
or you know we'd see Roy Woolley at at various conventions down around the Atlanta area you know either doing you know work because he was working in that area or just you know walking around like a fan and I, I I have seen him literally walking around shows before just having a good time and of course you know with his work at netherworld haunted house you know i'd go down to netherworld every year and and sure enough when he's done with the makeup you know get a chance to talk to him so absolutely good point on face off there that was just a a monster show for so many people in the industry and a lot of those people are still working in the industry they have haunted houses when they're not working on films or tv show and and you know a lot of those people are doing really really well well, let's not forget um, the very first convention we went to as the Big Scary Show was HauntCon in Pittsburgh. Was it or was it Transworld? Oh, no. But Transworld had already happened. Transworld was in March and the show started in April. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's right. And then that's where we met RJ in, in yep. one of the bars after the, the tour. Yeah, we, like Friday night, he was drinking what pineapple beer or something, and, yeah, and he we, was we like, went out to the bar. We had pineapple beer with him, and we went to Promonte Brothers and had dinner with him. And uh, you know, and back then, you know, I met two people from The Walking Dead, which was practically a brand new show back then. Um, Savannah Jade Weehunt, who's all of about mm-hmm. maybe five feet tall. Um, she was just an absolute doll to talk to. And, uh, we got an interview with her, you know, it, and at the time hot com- that, I mean, you were in Pittsburgh, that's where, you know, zombies, night of the living dead, everything zombie, you know, the, the, the famous mall was not too far from where we were. And right. Right. You know, that was one of the, the, you know, that was when haunt con was traveling from, you know, city to city. Right. And that, that was one of the funner shows, I would say. <clears throat> it was, and like you said, it was the first time that you and I covered a convention as the Big Scary Show. Uh, I remember that because we had just gotten our banner back from, from uh, Mommy D, who was doing graphic artist work. And, and right. we still have that original banner that we hang at Transworld and other shows that we cover. And that was, uh, that was the first one we had. We didn't have a booth, but um, Leonard was gracious enough to let us have a little bit of piping on near the entrance to the, to the floor. And so as people walked past, they could look and see it. So that was, that was kind of a proud moment when we first hung that banner. Yep. We were somebody at the time. <laughs> so can't argue with that. I, I would have to say one of my favorite convention guests and oh God, it took so long to get through. I had to go through layer after layer of people, but to have that 15 minute sit down with Cassandra Peterson, AKA Elvira yeah. at a convention in Virginia, the scares at cares convention. We had Joe ripple on the show recently on big scary news. And to just, you know, I started working on that maybe six months earlier because I knew she was going to be at that show. And just to have her sit down and talk, she was incredibly gracious. She was incredibly kind and nice Had wonderful things to say. She also had an upcoming thing she needed to plug. And I think she was talking about this was going to be her last year performing at Not Scary Farm or, or something like that. Plus, she had an album coming out. So it was a great time to you know plug some upcoming things. The timing was perfect. It just takes a while sometimes to get through a lot of people. But, you know, 
go into shows like that and you have the actual person you want to talk to right there, sometimes it's just as easy as going up and saying, hi, my name is from name of show and we're doing some interviews this weekend. Would you like to talk to us? And sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. You know, most people are at conventions to make money and sell their autographs and photo ops and things like that. And sometimes they have their people with them or their managers with them. And, and they're like, no. So, you know, take it with a, take it with a grain of salt or, you know, develop thick skin and walk away because, you know, not everybody wants to talk to you, you know, and nowadays so many of those people have their own podcasts. It's like, why would I need to talk to you? I have my own podcasts now. So, you know, it was funny how we managed to catch so much of that back in the earlier days. Definitely. Yep. Um, but, you know, I would be remiss if we didn't bring up Jerry Vane again during this 10-year anniversary. Absolutely. He was with us from the old show and recently left the show and, you know, is, is off doing other things at this point. And we, we miss him and we, you know, hope to talk to him again in the near future. I know you're closer to him than, than the rest of us geographically, I know, and maybe more, but still, you know. We always wish him well. We did not leave with any animosity, and and uh, he was always a great contributor to the show. Did all our music, did a lot of the production work behind the scenes, and actually had his own segment for a few episodes with his what decomposition. I think how he would break down some of his songs. Decomposing. Decomposing. That's it. <clears throat> um, but you know, I I got to give Jerry kudos because. He curated, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of music for us over 10 years. Um, you know, he, he headed up all of that and he would get music from places I didn't think he could get it from. And, you know, and we've gotten permission from, and, and Drew, you had a hand in this too, with your music background, we've gotten permission from some pretty big artists, including D Snyder, Lita Ford. Uh, who else have we gotten permission from in, in that uh, Wednesday 13? Um, <clears throat> uh, oh gosh, you know, if you hadn't asked, I could tell you, but you know, a lot of smaller up and coming bands because of, you know, the fact I would go to heavy rebel every year and there was some horror punk bands or horror rock bands at that point. And, uh, you know, you'd always ask permission, say, Hey man, I'd like to use your music on my podcast. And, you know, all the music we play on the Big Scary Show is used with permission from the artist, direct permission. We may only have permission to play one song or two songs. Other people have said, yeah, you can use my entire catalog. Other people who've had multiple bands have said you can play with, you can use this music, but not this music. So, you know, we respect their wishes. We don't want to get sued or have a C&D <laughs> set up against us, but, uh, and of course, there's the royalty-free stuff as well. You know, Virgil Franklin, Midnight Syndicate. You know, those guys have been friends with us for many, many years. You know, Shadow Symphony and, and other ambient-type music, as I like to call it. <clears throat> A lot of that stuff has been royalty-free and, and has been just fantastic in setting the tone for a lot of our shows. And, and one of the things I really liked that Jerry did was he kind of alternated. He would do like one show, it would be all rock numbers. And then the next show would be all ambient. And then the next show might be, you know, all psychobilly stuff. Yep. And, you know, 
he was fantastic with that. When we would have musical guests on for roundtables, he had the most questions and he had, you know, all the, the depth and the knowledge of the music that he could just sit there and talk shop with a lot of these people. So always respected him for that. And again, you know, hopefully he'll come back on the show and talk with us at some point. But, uh, you know, we always wish him well with all his future endeavors. He has not left the music business. He may not be doing Halloween stuff as we know it, but I, the last I talked to him, which wasn't too terribly long ago, he was trying to do more, you know, of the old rock stuff that he was doing back in the day when he was playing in several rock bands. And now that COVID hopefully is starting to wind down, I know we're all coughing on the show here. I'm hoping that's all allergies. <laughs> it is for me, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, I'm hoping he's going to be able to get back to playing live music at some point. Cause I know that was super important to him. And I'm not even going to mention that I just joined a <clears throat> third band this past weekend, but we'll, we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> no. And that was one of the neat things with Jerry too. And, and how much he put into the show is, you know, the haunt attraction uh, aspect and haunt stuff of, his career and all his contacts and stuff was so minimal. I mean, the guy was always in contact with different aspects, especially with television and, and uh, music and stuff. So even to have the time he dedicated over the past 10 years to the show was phenomenal. You know, Jerry, we love you. Awesome. We appreciate it. And we, we hope, you know, projects and stuff are going forward. And that's one of the things you'd say too, is, you know, I haven't had this type of time to focus on, you know, the haunted traction industry and you know he, he's such a great artist and such a purist with that too he's like you know I, I i need to dedicate time to do that to feel i'm bringing that type of thing to the listeners and that type of stuff so that's why you know there's a step back and, and everything with it but definitely always always part of the show and a great impact with it for all the work he put into it which is phenomenal and a good friend to all of us do you remember the time that we were at some haunt on the MHC bus tour? I want to say it was in Indiana. The name of the haunt escapes me at the moment. And there was a music store around the corner and the three of us walked in there and Jerry and I just started picking up guitars and, and he was just, you know, wailing away. And I'm sitting there going, I suck at guitar so bad. I'd, I'd have to look at my notes, but uh, yes, we were in Kokomo. Uh, the music store was phenomenal phenomenal and uh, the haunt i can't remember is twisted something had something to do with water and there was a delay in between you know we'd always be the second or third bus and a bus before us would get lost so we'd have to sit out front for <laughs> half an hour and and yes the kokomo music shop was like down the street and yes that that was phenomenal especially it, it, both of you are like kids and candy stores literally oh yeah when you uh, when you play music like that, it's like, oh, I gotta play this guitar. Ooh, ooh, look at that bass. Ooh, I bet you that sounds great. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of fun on those bus tours, and you know, Midwest Haunters was our favorite convention for a while. And you know, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up that giant monstrosity of a booth that we had one year at MHC, along with uh, Charles Terry. Uh -huh. uh, God, that thing took up at least four booth spaces if not more and it took so long to set up and tear down oh god well i wasn't touching it because charles knew and he had a really good system on how to put that thing together and i was just like i'll just carry the pieces in you do the assembly i will watch but holy cow i mean he built an entire studio inside that booth the outer walls were phenomenal 
all that stuff, man. I wonder whatever happened to that thing. I don't was that know. like, was that 2014 or 15? I can't remember. Might have even been 13, but my goodness, that was a big booth. I want to say it was 14 or 15. Yeah. And, you know, the whole time, the only way we had to get it from Charles's house in Indiana to Columbus was my pickup truck and a trailer driven by, at the time, my girlfriend and now my wife. And she had to do this on her own because we were, we had to be at the, at the convention center. <laughs> so it was like a four hour trip each way for her. Uh, and she had to negotiate this big ass trailer with all these panels and stuff. And I felt so bad for her at the end of it. Cause especially since on the, when we were done, I had to go back with her to Indiana to drop it all off at Charles's house. <laughs> We are going to do another roundtable on haunt wives pretty soon. I talked to a few of them at Transworld, and it's been way too long since we've had that segment. We might have to bring your wife into this, though. So <laughs> we we will see. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But anyway, I know we have so much going on on the show today with our Transworld coverage and everything. We probably should start winding this down. Because it is getting, you know, running a little long here. And I don't want to have a four-hour show like other podcasts have done in the past. But uh, some of your best memories over the past 10 years. Jono, we haven't heard from you for a while. You know, as a fan, what were some of your favorite moments with the show? And, you know, now that you're a correspondent and actually going and doing some things, what, uh, what have been some of your favorite memories? As a fan, I thought it was always hilarious, you know, how the unknown scare, uh, scare actor was um, very well known. And so that was just, that became like a running gag. Um, I do want to know, how did the, how did that name even come about? Well, you ever heard of the unknown comic? Yeah. That's you didn't keep a bag over your head. No, but initially I hid my, when we were with the old show. I hid my identity when I was on the it was show a hood. Mm-hmm. When I was on the show floor, I had some kind of mask on. Um, and that was the whole premise behind it is I didn't want to be known. Of course, it turned into being the worst kept secret in the Han industry. We actually uh, taught a class at MHC while you were wearing a mask. That is I saw the video of that. That is correct. So, you know, I kept my identity for about a year and then it just kind of people figured it out. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, that's how the unknown character came to be. And, uh, I even had, uh, uh, my costume made by, uh, a former sponsor of the show and a good friend of the show, Nez Wilburn, um, dark specter custom couture made my cape and my hood. So, uh, that was really cool that she, you know, and, and I commissioned it and, and then was it one, uh, one year at MHC, we all came dressed as, you know, as different things and storm was the unknown character one time. And drew was the unknown character one time. And it's like, you know, we were trying to throw people off the scent, but it didn't work. That's no, funny. there's not too many of us that are like six, four with, uh, <laughs> you know, with a long cloak on just, just didn't work. Right. But that's okay. <laughs> but as a, as a correspondent of the show, um, I, I used to have a deal with my kids, you know, my, my kids are adults, but whenever I would see them, I had to like, wait at least 15 minutes before I could start talking about the haunt. 
and <laughs> because they would just get so tired of hearing about it. And the, the really fun thing about being a correspondent for the Big Scary Show is I can talk about the haunt all I want, whether it's my haunt, someone else's haunt, um, a haunt over, you know, a couple states over. It doesn't matter. I can talk haunt all I want. And nobody point, tells me the, to be quiet. At this point, you're the only genuine haunt owner on the show. You know, we've all worked at haunts in the past, you know, dabbled in ownership, whatever, but never been a true haunt owner at this point until you came along. So thank you. So now we can <laughs> well, talk about you. it from a haunt owner's perspectives. It's, um, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity because, I mean, and that's what I pitched to you, Drew, at Transworld last year was, you know, there needed to be a segment to help um, prepare people to become haunters and to, um, you know, bring some of the education and, and things, um, you know, back to the show. I mean, you guys do great education, but, you know, being able to bring a segment focused on that um, for me has been very rewarding. Um, just hoping that I share any wisdom with anybody at all. Um, Cause I always want to try to give back because I had so many people help me. Um, you know, with education and, and uh, mentoring. And I know that not everybody's got that. So if I can, you know, just spark one little thought in some, you know, future honor of, um, oh, I need to check into this before I, you know, end up making a mistake somewhere down the road, then, you know, it's, it's worth it. And I would like to mention that more than one person has mentioned to me, it's nice to have a female perspective on the industry on the oh, show thanks so you know we've had wicked wendy we've had sylvia vile on the show doing segments and doing a little interview here and there but not as a long-term correspondent or roundtable panelist so to speak so it, it's nice to have that as well so you know well, thank, thank you. you and we appreciate everything you've done with us so far so, Thanks. I, I, I plan on stay, sticking around as long as y'all will have me. You're fired. Glad to have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at the clock, you know, it is time we probably start winding this down. As I said, we have so much going on on this show. We might have to have a Trans World Part 3 next episode just due to all the interviews and things we have here. But uh, just wanted to kind of go around one more time with maybe one last fond memory or or favorite guest or you know, segment that you used to do, whether it was, you know, elevator confessions or face your fears or whatever, you know, some of the cool things were going storm. What about you real quick? What are some of the uh, last parting thoughts or parting words with uh, 10 years of the show under our belt? Uh, 10 years, uh, you know, the number of names that we've come out with and have worked, uh, compared to a number of names that we worked and threw away. I mean, there was a point where we were thinking about renaming Jim like every six episodes or so. You know, Autopsy Jim was in there, a couple other different ones, and the things I had thrown out. It's a, it's a miracle Jerry stayed as long as the show as he did with some of my suggestions and stuff with music and what to do and some of the names because, believe me, it, it, it's insane most of the time. Sometimes it's tongue-in-cheek and I'm making a joke, but other times not. I, I'm telling you, mariachi is a way to go with haunts. No one believes me. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd have to say probably the funniest thing 
through all the history of uh, Big Scary Show, and, and the one that gets the most chuckle for me is at you know the very beginning when we are first doing this and coming up with things which no longer make sense. You know, we have no idea what we hit the body even means, and that's you know some of the, uh, the, the you know taglines and stuff at the beginning of the show. But um, at one point, we thought this show would only be sixty six minutes and six seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I, we, we've had round, most roundtables go over that. We tried. We thought that was a great idea. And well, yeah. we did. We were never going to tell anybody. We were just going to see if somebody ever came up with, how come your shows are almost 57 minutes long, but not quite? Well, or 67 minutes long, but well, mm. there's a reason for that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nev- never happened. <clears throat> no. How about you, Jim? What's a one last great fond memory or funny thing that you remember? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, uh, I got to say the first time I saw Prince's Trainwreck. The uh, legend was born in 2014 at MHC. The image no amount of alcohol will ever erase. Exactly. You know, it, but, you know, aside from Prince's Trainwreck, I got to say that it has been an absolute honor to work with you guys for the past 10 years. Um, I couldn't ask for a better group of people to do this with. And and it's a testament to our longevity that we're still doing this. It's a testament to our friendship and the respect we have for each other. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You don't don't see that. I mean, even just in haunts. It's tough to keep that type of relationship and stuff going. You're always going, you know, we're, we're all very creative people. So, you know, you always butt heads and stuff on some ideas and things. And sometimes you'll take a step and they go, oh, yeah, I should have thought this out. Uh, we, we've all done that over 10 years, definitely. But, uh, you know, even in haunts, you don't see that type of relationship last as long, too. As uh, good of a community and as creative as people are, it, it does take some work and, and, and works with it. But, you know, it's, it's been a good mix and uh, it's worked out well over, over these years and years going forward. And I'm, I'm probably confident in saying at one point or another, all of us have thought about leaving the show at some point. Sure. Don't have to confirm or deny that. But, you know, we, we've butted heads over things before. Oh, we've probably thought of homicide at points, you know, leaving the show (laughs) with, you know, having a news. That would have been the easy thing. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been the easy thing. Let's just kill them. Then we don't have to deal with them anymore. But, uh, Jonna, you know, I know you haven't been with us that long, but, you know, I know you've listened. What is a a fond memory of the last 10 years that you may have? You know, it's, it's not any particular one. It's just all of the hours and hours and hours that, while I'm either working my day job or building props or painting or whatever, just, just listening to the show, just having those y'all's voices in my head, um, keeping me company as I'm, you know, doing my day job that helps to pay for my dream. Or if I'm actually working on my dream, um, you guys kept me motivated and you know, on the path that I needed to be and uh, that I will always be thankful. Well, I will say, and this this is completely out of left field, but um, I would have to say one of my fondest moments at this point and may happen again this summer is 
when I took my oldest daughter to Midsummer Scream in Long Beach, California in 2019 as kind of a graduation present. She had never been on a plane before. We flew across the country. She'd never seen the desert, never been west of the Mississippi. We get to Midsummer Scream. We're doing some, some you know, stuff that we normally do, interviewing stuff. And she comes running up to me and says, Dad, the people from Dead Meat Podcast are here. I'm like, great. Oh, wait, those are those people you watch all the time on YouTube. Yes. And we were able to get, I, I know one of the, the girl is Chelsea. I want to say the guy is Josh. Please forgive me if that is wrong. But uh, being able to give a quick interview from those two while my daughter was completely fangirling out at the time with what that was one of her favorite podcasts was, was just one of those memories that I was like, you know, if I wasn't involved with this, this never would have happened. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it was a real, I hate to say bonding moment with my kid, but, uh, but it was, you know, she, I don't know if she listens to the show or not. I know she likes a lot of the music we play and I know that she likes going to some of the conventions when she can and as, as do my other kids, but to actually have her say, dad, it's another podcaster and I want you to interview them. And we were able to do that. That 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 scored some dad points right there. So thumbs up for that. So, but anyway, folks, looking at the clock, it is time for us to wind this down. This has been 10 years of the big scary shows roundtable of terror. Again, proudly sponsored by HauntPay, our brand new sponsor, hauntpay.com. And we could not do this show without you, the listener. Thank you so much. Whether you've been with us 260 episodes or whether you've been with us for one, we hope to uh, have you continue to listen, shop our fine sponsors, uh, download these, share these with your friends, tell all your friends. Now that we're on all the streaming platforms and have been for about a year or two, you know, hopefully we're opening up to a wider audience. And um, it's been a hell of a ride, folks. And here's to many more years of the Big Scary Show. But we couldn't do this, of course, without our great guh hosts. And I'll never forget the day Chad Savage was like, damn it. I never <laughs> realized what guh host meant until just now. <laughs> I, I remember that well. But uh, we couldn't do this without Storm. Um, you know, 10 years doing a show and podcast, I still can't get an rss feed correct meat hook jim um well i kind of fixed that for us so uh and also don't forget i mean on myself i don't even know how they work well it took a lot of work and let me say everybody listening go out to those podcast platforms like us and rate us give us a review uh, right wrong or indifferent let us know that you're listening and, and, and you know, give us some feedback, positive or negative. We want to make the show better for you. I and, like hate mail. And Storm does like hate mail, yes. Especially if it's from Storm John. at BigScaryShow.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, also want to thank Jonna. The, go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay. Also want to thank Jonna the old crone. I have nothing to say. It's been great. Well, that was something very nice to say right there. My name is Drew Badger, and I do want to remind you just what Jim said. You know, rate us on the streaming platforms. If there's something you'd like to hear on the show, if you have an idea, if you know somebody that plays haunt-related music, 
and they would allow us to play it on the show. What do you want from us? What do you want from us, people? We've been here 10 years. You know, we're open to change. You know, do you want more news, less news? Do you want more music? Do you want different segments? Do you want specific interviews or people or subjects to talk about? Send that to us. Contact us through social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, email us, news at bigscaryshow.com or info at bigscaryshow.com. I think that's one we still have. Uh, just let us know what you're thinking and how you like or dis. even if you dislike parts of the show. We want to know that because we're trying to make this better. It's been a hell of a ride for the last 10 years. I am raising my, my cup here for the next 10 years or however long this crazy ride's going to last. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed it and we still plan to continue this. So... On behalf of Storm, Meat Hook, Jim, Jana, Jerry Vane, Wicked Wendy, Sylvia Vile, Veister, Dog Soldier, and even Super Special Correspondent Tater, thank you from the bottom of our black little hearts for listening to The Big Scary Show. Sean from the Bloodshed Brothers in St. Louis, Missouri at Transworld, and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10-year anniversary. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here live on the floor of Transworld, and you know, you may have heard the term jelly ball over the last, oh, year, 18 months or so. They were at Transworld last year, and a lot of people are kind of interested in this. This is kind of like a take on zombie paintball, but not quite as painful. In fact, a jelly ball is, for all intents and purposes, harmless. And it looks like it's going to be a, a big thing over the next couple of years. You know, zombie shoots with jelly balls maybe, maybe birthday parties. You know, the haunt industry can definitely benefit from having jelly ball there as an upcharge. I've got Clay here with Jelly Ball. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having us. How has uh, the reaction been for this show? I mean, I remember you guys were on the other side of the building last year, and now you're up here and with a lot of stuff going on. But I, I've been standing here, and a lot of people have been talking to you and asking questions about this. How's, uh, how's Jelly Ball being received? It's been received really well. Uh, last year, we had a good outcome here. This year, it's been even better. Uh, we expect to do really great things in the haunt industry. We're building haunt-specific products, too, so we're coming out with all types of products for the haunt industry uh, so that it looks and feels like the haunt, uh, so that your customers enjoy it. Now, for people who may not be familiar, what exactly is a jelly ball? I mean, I'm looking over here. These these look like those little orbits like bath things that you used to put in bathtubs, and they kind of soak up water and whatever. What, what is it? Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a product called sodium polyacrylate. And um, it's an absorptive product. Uh, the most important thing for jelly balls uh, that separates us from other companies is biodegradability. And so uh, like our, our fluorescent product that glows in the dark is 100% biodegradable for your land. 
uh, and the other products on the market are not. Uh, they have a ceramic and uh, phosphorus product inside of them, and they'll last around 100 years on your land. Hmm. Uh, for uh, last year, for haunt season, thanks to Transworld last year and uh, the other work we've done in the haunt industry, uh, we processed 120 million rounds of glow rounds for the haunt last year for zombie hunts and for uh, people shooting in the queue. Wow. Uh, people, uh, they set up our shooting booths and now they have uh, something for their customers to do while they're waiting in line or they're running every weekend and running jelly ball parties uh, to draw people to their property year round. And you can probably hear it in the background here, someone shooting into the uh, display here. And the fact that he's actually shooting a jelly ball gun here just tells you that it's actually a very safe product, but it looks like it's very fun to use. It's fun. All you hear is the sound of those things firing off, the blasters, and you hear um, people laughing. I mean, <laughs> that's the magic of the business, and it's, it's super, it's great. What we do for end users is really good, and then we also help uh, you know, our dealers, the people that are actually doing the work and making this happen for people. Uh, it's very profitable. The, the margins are extremely high in the 97 percentile range wow. the gro on the gross uh, from the cost of goods sold. And, and you've got different colors here. Uh, there's day glow, it looks like. So like if you had like an indoor area with like clowns or something running around, they could be out there literally like shooting people. And they wouldn't be hurting them because it's 99% it's harmless here. And it just looks like it's a fun thing to do. Or you could give the customers these guns and send them after people like zombie shoots and things. You bet. You bet. So the zombie shoot business is, uh, is for real. Our dealers made amazing money last year. And um, it, it's really cool to see the, the industry take hold of this product and do uh, and shape it for their uses and make money with it. So it looks like it's going to be a, a maybe the next big thing. We don't know. We're, I mean, only time will tell about that. But... If you're intrigued about Jelly Ball, maybe you've got an area that you think you could put some actors in costume and, and have this out there and let them shoot and they're not going to get hurt. You don't necessarily need to wear the armor that you would with paintball or something because these jellies are A, they're small, B, they're basically water, and C, they uh, they literally don't hurt when they hit you. So, yes, sir. so how can people get more information about Jelly Ball? Maybe they're interested in bringing that to their haunt or hosting a tournament, a party, or something like that, and then maybe bringing it to their haunt. What kind of websites and social medias do people like? So you can find us on all the social media platforms, and then jellyball.com with a G. G-E-L-L-Y, jellyball. Excellent, Clay. A pleasure to have you here. I wish you nothing but success. It looks like a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully there will be some jelly balls coming to an area near you. If you're a haunt owner, this might be a great way to make a little extra money on the upcharge, and uh, we'll see how jelly ball plays out. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. But once again, folks, Drew Badger live on the floor at Transworld in St. Louis for the Big Scary Show, and we are out. Thank you. Passion is what drives us. The passion to be the best. For over 10 years, that passion has taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the haunted house industry. And we are just getting started. Flex props to nine-foot giants. Great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are a creepy collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com. Now that's creepy. 
This is Maximus Christian Bryant from the Dent Schoolhouse in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. This is the old crone with the Big Scary Show, and I am at Transworld 2022, and I am getting ready to talk to Joe Glenn with Zombie Skin. Now, Joe, I have used Zombie Skin. I love it. Tell anyone who's not familiar with Zombie Skin exactly what it is. Okay, we're the only cosmetic-grade ammonia-free latex on the market, which means actually we're designed to be used on the body. What What's really ironic this year is it's our 10-year anniversary from being at Transworld. Wow. We didn't even think about it until the other night. One of the other vendors was like, how long have you been doing this now? And I'm like, oh, 10 years. Wow. Wow. So the Big Scary Show is about to have their 10-year anniversary same time as you guys. Pretty much, yeah. And That's I right. was actually... I think their first convention at Midwest Honors, I was one of the first people they interviewed. Terrific, terrific. So, um, you guys have basically the stuff to create your own appliances. Cuts, wounds, burns. Our burn kits are used on TV and motion picture. A lot of them I can't say, but uh, if you stop by the booth at 831, uh, I can show you. <laughs> um, obviously, you'll see, you won't hear this, well, you won't be able to come to the show when you hear this, but... It's a, it's, a unique, it's a unique experience and product. Um, a lot of people are using it as like a utility item in their cases and kits. Uh, haunts love it. I mean, all the majors are using us. We're having a great time here at the show. It's just uh, it's very humbling. And you have different colors, but it's also paintable. So yes, paint. it accepts all paints. Okay. Uh, Water-based grease paint, hybrids, alcohol, you name it, it can work with us. Okay, and it removes easy just like any other Soap and water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is going to be after Transworld, like you said. So if someone wants to check out Zombie Skin, um, where do they find you? Well, we're easy to find on the web at www.zombie-skin.com. Okay. And we're also on Facebook under Zombie Skin Effects. Uh, hit us up. Okay, and I remember you have tutorials on how to use Zombie Skin. Where yes. can you get that? Um, actually, if you go through our website, you can find those and also our Facebook page. Okay, and this is really great for... Um, the beginner making makeup artist as well. Our kits show you how to blend a prosthetic edge to work with them and do makeup so now you can actually practice. Okay. Now I am going to ask you also how long does this um, stay good? You know if you have uh, We say a one, one year uh, unopened but it really is all depends on how you take care of it. Room temperature, well. I mean, we stand behind our products. One of the few things I can say about us is our customer service is outstanding. I, I can attest to that. So, yeah. Okay, well, great, Joe. I hope you're having a wonderful show. It's been great. And congratulations on a great product. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Super Suckers. Super suckers. Sleepy Vampires on the Big Scary Show.
Hi, this is Ed Gannon from Chambers of Terror in Salem, Mass, and many other haunts across country, and just want to wish the, the Big Scary Show a big, happy 10th anniversary. Proud of you guys. Can't believe you've been on this long, and uh, great work. Can't wait to hear the next one. Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We are live at St. Louis on the floor of Transworld. We are having a great day. It is Friday, a very busy Thursday for a lot of different people including these people that are right across the aisle from us. It is Ravenhurst Relics, based out of Iowa. I've got Joe Klein here. How are you, sir? Good. Yourself? Oh, man. We had a great time yesterday, and it's going to be a busy one today if yesterday was any indication. I saw a lot of people standing by your booth watching the stuff. The animatronics you've got over there are really cool. Tell us a little bit about what Ravenhurst Relics is and what they do. Sure. We started Ravenhurst Relics as a prop shop this year uh, to the market, but we've been working on battery-powered animatronics for about two years uh, these are not like 9-volt or marine batteries. We're running them off of power drill batteries. So currently we've got 60-volt, 20-volt flex-to-walt batteries powering our animatronics, but we can also do it at any other battery platform haunters use. Okay, very nice. So, you know, you've got the, uh, I guess, the corpse skeletons that are yeah. rising out of coffins and, and other things. What other stuff do you have over here? Yeah, well, everything we make is handmade. We don't CNC our tombstones or any of that, so they're hand-carved. But we have tombstone scenes. We've got a wall scene with a reaper coming out of it. All that's handmade. We do sets. We build haunt rooms for people and consulting as well. Oh, nice. Now, you've got this skeleton hanging from a wall here, and it says Death Wall of Lawrence Kane. I haven't read that yet. So what is the story behind this? Okay. Lawrence and his wife, Claudia, are the uh, Mr. and Mrs. of Ravenhurst Manor, which is our haunted attraction. They lost their daughter, Isabel, years ago. They've all gone insane, and the house has trapped them. So that is his official death wall. Uh, he comes out on a scissor mechanism, again, battery-powered, and he comes out about three feet. Uh, he's pretty cool. It, it, it is kind of cool, and I, I've seen the others. I haven't seen him move yet, but the other things here I have seen. So Ravenhurst Manor, that's in Cedar Rapids. Correct. And how was your season? We had an awesome season. Uh, it was our fourth season. And it gets bigger every year. Obviously, it's controlled by our, you know, population, geographically where you live. But for Iowa, we're doing really good. For Iowa. Yeah. That, that's kind of funny. But, uh, you know, Cedar Rapids is a pretty decent-sized town. Yeah, I like it. I was born and raised there. I enjoy it. It's home. Uh, but it's always fun to travel down here in a bigger city and meet fellow hunters. My dad was from Des Moines. So, so I'm, I'm familiar with the Iowa demographics a little bit. So... It's, uh, it's fascinating to watch the people come up in here, and I assume these, at least the ones directly in front of me, are on a timer. Do, you have, do they have to be on a timer? Can they be hand-controlled or, or what? We can do whatever the customers want. We, they come pre-programmed with five different timer settings, uh, and they're in millisecond delays. Uh, so basically you have quite a wide range of timing options available. However, we do a lot of custom work, so we can do timing for whatever a customer needs. Nice. So if you are somebody looking for a nice pop-up animatronic that runs off a power drill battery as opposed to something else, or they can customize it to your, to your liking, how can people get more information, maybe see a catalog, some of the products in action via websites or social medias, not only for Ravenhurst Relic, but for Ravenhurst Manor, the haunted attraction as well? 
Sure, yeah, it's uh, ravenhurstrelics.com, and from there there should be links to uh, the haunted house side of it. Also, we're at booth 1445 again, right across from BigScaryShow.com <laughs> booth. Uh, I had to come talk to you because I've been coming here for over a decade, but I really enjoy what you do for our community as well. And, uh, yeah, come see our battery props. They're portable, and they, uh, they'll last you through an entire night, eight and a half hours on one battery. That, that's pretty impressive. So, Joe Klein, thank you. Go to Ravenhurst Relic, Relic or Relics? Relicsplural.com. Check out all their stuff, and if you're in the greater Cedar Rapids area in October, go check out Ravenhurst Manor. It sounds like a lot of spooky fun. Once again, folks, live on the floor at Transworld, my name is Drew Badger for The Big Scary Show, and we're out. Prepare yourself for the most frightening experience of your life. They came from within. A motion picture that takes you beyond your wildest nightmares. They came from within. If this picture doesn't make you scream and squirm, you'd better see a psychiatrist. Quick. They came from within. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without ferret. Hey everybody, this is Tim Dunn from Fright Kingdom in Nashua, New Hampshire. We want to wish everybody at the Big Scary Show a happy 10th year anniversary. Hello everybody, Drew Badger. We are here live on the floor of Transworld. We are talking to all the cool kids and stuff. And if you've been to a place like Netherworld or a haunted house that has giant foam-filled rooms, they're kind of a cool thing. As long as you're not uh, scared of foam or getting covered up in all that stuff. It's great for the kids when they're doing uh, like a pumpkin activity or a day at the farm kind of stuff. Foamdaddy.com is out here and they got this... I don't know what this thing is, but it is full of foam, and thankfully nobody's rolling around in it because it is chilly outside. But I got Justin here for Foam Daddy. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great today. It's been a great trade show. Just happy to be here. Uh, nice crowds here, and I'm loving St. Louis. And, and this is uh, Foam Daddy. This is a, a giant cannon that literally just shoots foam out. What kind of a capacity? How much can this uh, fill an area and, and all that? So we actually have multiple machines for different capacities and different areas and different applications. Um, the machine you're looking at right now is our Foam Daddy HD Stacker. It is our high, heavy duty, our best machine that we have. It puts the most output out. This one shoots foam 30 feet away from us, and it actually wow. will fill a 30 by 30 area in like a matter of minutes. Does that literally just like fly through the air 30 feet? So like you yes. could have like this thing without on wind. one end of a room? That's without, and that's without wind, too. Oh, my gosh. So with wind, into the wind, it can get even crazier with that as well. So it looks like a fun activity for summertime, you know, for it's, parties and things like that. It, foam has become such a wild thing in multiple different industries. Um, we have haunted house people because we're at a haunted house convention. A lot of haunted houses will use foam for an immersive effect or a try. There it goes. Yeah, you can hear it going off right now. If it's an immersive effect, so say like a sensory effect. Right. You want to go like you're walking in or out of a haunted house, and suddenly you have this um, dark room filled with foam, and it's literally just uh, how do I explain it? You just, you just feel it all around you. It's like, what is this feeling? What's going well, on? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I've, I've walked through a foam room at Netherworld in Atlanta, and it can really mess you up because you don't know what's up, down. You know, the room's got to be like eight feet tall. It's filled to the top, and you kind of just got to feel your way around. So it's a great disorienting effect. That's crazy, too. Yeah. I'm assuming it does not stain clothes. I've never had a stain coming out of it. So we, our regular solution does not stain, but we also have tons of additives. So we can, oh. make, we can make this foam glow in the dark for a rave or a blacklight party wow. um, and we also have different colors like blue red 
green, anything else of that nature as well. So if you want to like make it look like a blood red pit that you're walking wow, through, or cool. yeah, we, we really go hard when it comes to different colors. But we also use this for different parties as well, like gender reveals mm-hmm. and other stuff. So we rent this during the summer for three hundred fifty dollars to six hundred dollars an hour. Wow. Plus, people use it for their haunts, and then you don't even—that's man parties, or you can come just pick it up yourself. So, this—if you're looking at being um, a haunt, but you may want to like dabble into special effects and rent that stuff out, this is definitely a great machine to start with. That um, the machines right now, these this one's going for uh, two thousand five hundred fifty dollars. Um, I rent it out for six hundred dollars an hour, so the return on investment's great. As far as the solution goes, you, one we sell it by the uh, gel by the gallon. And how long does that last? One gallon of gel, you dilute it because we don't want to ship water. The shipping's getting crazy sure. with the gas anyway, so you don't want to be paying for shipping water. So you, you dilute this gel into four gallons of water, and that creates your solution. So you'll have five gallons of solution. Each gallon of solution goes in a 40-gallon tub. You use about two 40-gallon tubs per one hour of continuous use. Okay. So each gallon of gel, right now it's $70, usually it's 99 um, at the $99 price, it'll cost you about $35 per hour phone party. Wow, and, and if you ran this thing for two hours continuously, you're basically filling up a house, it looks like, because this stuff is... If you watched the movie yesterday on Netflix, we filled up a house full of foam. We also use with uh, work with Mark Rober from um, YouTube as well. I, I, today I actually talked to Mr. Beast's um, set designer and... We're also in Six Flags. We're also um, in Dolly World now. We had talks. We're going with uh, Carnival Cruises, but then they uh, all the, the pandemic messed all that sure. stuff up. But uh, but it yeah. looks like it's a it's a whole bunch of fun. And like if you have a daytime event, a pumpkin patch or something like this, the kids will love yeah, this. You want a sensory deprivation, the adults will love it. I imagine it's non-toxic to animals and things. Our foam is non-toxic, it is biodegradable, it is scent-free, and it is also a registered autism resource. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's 100%. It's got all the backing with it. Um, Same thing with our um, UV dye. It's FDA approved. Technically, you can eat it. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, the foam, and as far as foam, like, hey, are these foam, how popular are these foam machines what's it like i said it's in six flags cities and music parks we also have there's like little crappy foam machines that they'll put in um target right and they literally just spit like off the end of the table and this one shoots 30 feet so they're like oh i could buy that for 200 dollars, or i could rent that one out and it shoots 30 feet sure. so it brings more awareness to us we don't even care if they're selling that like that weird thing. If I was a haunted attraction and I was interested in something like this, either renting or to buy, where would I get more information with websites and social media? So, foamdaddy.com, Foam Daddy's phone number is 1-888-731-4415. We also have a Facebook group that is filled with like 3,000 members. They're all doing phone parties. I'm Thanks. sitting here telling you that I make $600 an hour doing this, but they'll tell you the same thing because I'm, I'm a salesman right now. So <laughs> at the end of the day, but they'll tell you the same thing. I'm not lying. I don't need to lie. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and a Facebook group with 10,000 members like teaching people how to rent these machines and other rental objects and stuff. I have, it's called Party Rental Knowledge. There's 10,000 people there, and I got like 3,000 people on YouTube as well. So after haunt season, you could literally rent one of these out to some of your friends yeah, or some so, businesses so, that do this. So a lot of people in the haunted house industry, they only, like, ni- I would say 95% do not do year-round haunted houses. Right. And they only do this during a season. So they have their day jobs or they have no jobs. And they just kind of puts around all year to the next haunt. And 
whatever whatever floats your boat, we don't care because you can rent this machine by itself, or you can go do it do it and do it yourself. We have companies that make over five hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollars a year just doing foam. Nice. Last year, my, myself personally, I did fifty k just in foam. Wow, and that's foamdaddy.com. Foamdaddy.com. Uh, yeah, you can find us. On all the socials at Foam Daddy. Yeah, all of the socials at Foam Daddy. We're Foam Daddy. We're we're here to make the best foam like solution and best foam machines in the industry. Excellent. So, folks, if you're looking at maybe doing an extra little thing for the kids or for a sensory deprivation room or make it all blood red for your vampire stuff, FoamDaddy.com for all the high-end foam. Justin, always a pleasure to talk to somebody like you here at Transworld Haunted Attraction Show. My name is Drew Badger for The Big Scary Show, and we're out. Hey, it's Paul from Haunters Against Hate, and I want to wish The Big Scary Show a very, very happy 10th anniversary. (laughs) It's time for Ask the Old Crone. (laughs) I have just watched a wonderful Oscars award show, and I'm standing here with Ted, and he just won a board of directors of show for 100 Acres Manor Haunted Attraction. So how does this feel doing this? feels great. You know, you, you, you do this for years and years and years, and to get recognized for your efforts and what you do in the community could not feel better. That's great. Now, so how many years have you been in the industry? I started haunted housing in 1987 with the JCs. Oh, wow. On my JCs. When our budget per room in 1987 was $50 per room. You wow. can't even buy an extension cord for $50. You can't. You can't. Well, congratulations Thank on you. not only a fabulous award, but all of the success that you've had in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I am now talking to Paul Lanner, who won the Special Recognition Award for all of his fabulous work with Honors Against Hate. Paul, congratulations. I can't think of anyone more deserving. You are so kind. Thank you. It's truly appreciated. How do you feel? Pretty overwhelmed right now. It, it was, when they informed me, it was such a surprise and a shock, and I was thrilled. And just so the, you know, to spread the word and look out for these LGBT kids, especially with what's going on in the country right now. So what is the message that you're wanting to carry on from this? That hate is the scariest thing of all. Definitely, definitely. And I, um, like I said before, can't think of anyone more worthy of this award. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you you. so much. Have a wonderful evening. You too. This is the Old Crone, and I'm standing here with Brett Molitor, who won a fabulous award tonight. Tell me what award you got, Brett. Uh, I got the President's Award. And that's a pretty big deal from what I understand. It is. Yes, it is. What's next for you? What's next? Uh, actually, uh, I want to help revamp the Top Haunts program, Terrific. which recognizes haunted houses that are doing things the right way over 10 years. But we need to recognize people that are doing it for three years, first year, five years, 20 years, 30 years, and, 40 years. And smaller haunts, too, please. No, and, and Yeah, and, and the smaller haunt program as well, because Top Haunts is 10,000 people and above. So there's a lot of small haunts that are doing the right thing that we need to come up with another another way to pro okay so you reward them well deservedly earned this fabulous award you're not going to rest on your laurels you're going to keep working on oh, no yes i am there's there's always something to do i i believe in education i'm i'm always learning always listening always reading always watching and you know always thinking so how does it feel to have this award it feels pretty good you know it feels i just feel good i you know when i got called told i was getting it uh, I said, you know, I really appreciate it, 
but you know, you don't have to do this. And he said, oh yes. It was it was agreed it was, unanimously. It was unanimous apparently. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Well congratulations and I look forward to continue seeing you. Thank you. Mr. Thaler, I'm with the Big Scary Show. Congratulations on the Lifetime Achievement Award. How do you feel? I feel very honored. Um, I never really expected it, and I, I never cared so much about awards. I just cared about doing a good job. But to receive it, the feelings that you have, and the feelings that I have for the industry, it means more than I ever thought it would. And I'm appreciative that so many warm, kind people have, have given it to me. And you can feel what's in the room. What is it about the haunted industry that makes it so different from all of the other businesses, different industries that you've worked with? I think there is a, a level of camaraderie. Uh, I think people will, will share their ideas as opposed to making it just proprietary. They actually try to help. Uh, in many businesses, if you're new, they don't want to tell you anything. They don't want to give away any secrets. Uh, in this industry, they want the new people to become successful. And a, a lot of the very successful people will spend time in, in making that happen. And I think as a result of that, it's a warm and friendly uh, and, and caring industry, and normally those aren't words that you use to describe business today. It, Great. Well, congratulations again. Thank you and so thank much. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. In 1897, Dr. Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane, only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers. Where are we? Jerry Vane takes you into Black Moon Asylum, a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery of Patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from Hunstrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site. This is Hunter's Hangout from Transworld, and we want to wish a big scary show a very happy 10th anniversary! Hello folks, Drew Badger here. We are live on the floor of Transworld talking to all the cool kids and they don't get much cooler than this guy. Oh, come on. Somebody we've known for a long, long time. They started doing podcasting right around the same time we did. It's Brian Foreman along with his partner Daryl Plunky from Canada. Eh? And oh, last, oh, what, four or five years ago they started Scarit Badges, which are kind of like merit badges for haunters. They've been vending here for a couple of years. I proudly have a few of the badges on my battle vest, but uh, looks like you guys have had a very busy Thursday and into Friday so far. Oh yeah, this is this shows off the hook. I mean, um, I've been attending Transworld for years. Our first year vending at Transworld was last year, yep. uh, which was kind of an off year anyway because there was some ponds shut down. People didn't know what their future looked like. The COVID thing just kind of really just made it a weird show. But you know. people are back in force today. I mean, oh, Thursday was great. Friday looks like it's already picking up. So many people have said this is the best trans world they've seen in, you know, five, six, seven years. It, there's that many people. The 
the entire hall is packed. There, people are buying, selling. It, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, the more people that come out and support us, I think that's what it's all been about. You know, everybody's supporting each other here. You know, there's people handing each other tools and helping each other out. So I think everybody was just kind of, they're glad to be back oh, yeah. in full swings. And, and ready to do all that good stuff. And, and one of the cool things that you can do as a haunter is to basically reward your actors at the end of a, a great season. You know, so many haunts do rewards and everything. And you came up with this concept of Scarret Badges. We've talked about it on the show a couple of times, but let, for people who may not be familiar, they're not here, they're not able to see this right now. Basically, you know, every time I come, you've got new ones of these. But what are Scarret Badges and how do they work and, and how cool are they? Scarret Badges is a merit badge system for your scare actors, your haunt staff, think Boy Scouts mixed with a little bit of military, and that's what we are. We You give awards to your scare actors. We have like the creepiest, the scariest, the most improved team leader. We get feedback from our haunts because we do haunts too. Uh, we get feedback from our actors. We get feedback from our customers on what to make the following year. So we have a ballot box over there. We take suggestions. And usually if people are asking for it, that's what people are going to buy, right? So we're like, last year we made the most improved uh, the five-year round badge, which is kind of, you can either get a five-year stripe if you work five years, or a five-year round badge. Um, I think what maybe the behind-the-scenes was the year before that. But this year we're working on, um, it's kind of anything could go right now. We're maybe thinking maybe of a newbie badge. Okay. Best new people, actor, best rookie. Best new actor, best okay. rookie actor, something like that. But we have, and, uh, oh, Last year we came out with our staff badges. You've got the yeah. Haunt Master. I've got Haunt Master proudly on my vest here. We got two colors, green and red. But they're all iron-on badges. You can iron on. We have this cool stuff that we use called Bad Badge of Magic that we can stick them on too. But they're all iron-on. You can sew them on, of course. They're one and a half inches uh, round. Our name tags are four inches. But uh, yeah, we just want to keep expanding because as we go through our haunted attraction well for example most improved was something that i wanted in my attraction because i had all these kids and volunteers and workers that were coming in um and you, you know everyone's got one of those actors that when they come in they're all shy or they're just not you're not sure if they're going to work out right but by the end of the year they're one of your top guys seen it a lot. seen it so, a lot so like, you know we need something so but we're always Hey, and if you see us or if you have a suggestions, please please contest please contact us at Scarab Badges on Facebook. Um, yeah. And and one of the things I find fascinating is when you came out with this, they're just little round badges and they're just little striped um, like military garb, like as you said. But over the last couple of years, I you know I have seen more and more people wearing these. They're on their denim jackets. They're on their leather jackets. They're on their their vests. Yes. They're on their, you know, their Dickies, you know, work shirt kind of stuff. People are wearing these literally as a badge of honor because these are, uh, you know, recognition for a job well done. Last year, your first year vending, by Sunday, I, I saw literally at least a dozen, if not more, people walking around, and they had a couple of these. Right. Whether they just bought them off of you, whether they were given to them by a haunt owner or anything. And I can only imagine that as the years go on, we're going to see more and more people and more and more haunts utilize this. Yes, and that's what we're hoping for because we wanted, well, we wanted to create a system for our own attractions because 
you know, we were getting, we were doing the same thing, trophies, you know, handmade prizes and stuff like that. But if we can create a merit badge system within the haunt industry and everybody, all these scare actors start seeing other merit badges, they can relate. Oh, so you're, you were crowd favorite last year. Or, oh, you got the gold border. You were the actor of the year <laughs> last year. So, right. you know, so kind of, it kind of helps people stand out. It makes them feel, you know, proud of the job they're doing. And, and, and things like scariest character. Everybody's got one of those at their haunt. You know, best voice. I can imagine that's that's a good one. You know, I have the microphone on mine. You know, yes, as a podcaster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that as media. You have the shall we say golden droplet. You know, do we oh. do we really need to describe that? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those badges you either have the person that likes it or the person's like, oh, that's kind of offensive, but it's the urination badge. So if you make a customer pee themselves, of course, what we do at our haunt, we give the top three people that were the the most scariest that made the customers pee themselves. And then we also have the uh, urination buttons. So if, like, I go through the haunt on a typical night, and if we have a really good actor that night, I'll give them a, you know, give them a button or two. Nice. So. So, you know, and, and, and let's face it, as, as haunt actors, we always want someone to pee their pants. All in good fun, of course. Right. But if you make somebody pee their pants, you deserve an award, and Scared Badges has got one for you. It's fantastic. And, and like you said, you're taking suggestions here. You've got a ballot box out here. You know, what's, what's it going to be this year? What's the new stuff going to be? You know, you could have a hand in that decision. All you have to do is contact them with your suggestion. If you're at the show, of course, you get a chance to vote. But um, how can people get more information, see the entire line of products, and, of course, order Scared Badges for their haunt, or if you're an actor or anybody that just wants to wear something cool like this on your jacket and otherwise, whether it's a button, whether it's a patch, whether it's other, how can they get more info? You can always go to scaredbadges.com. Um, and what we will right now, you are talking about the ballot box, right? Right. Well, they don't have to be here at the show. For 30 days after the show, we're going to have this on our Facebook page. It's active right now. We're having a competition on your suggestions. So whoever gets the most, like like I was mentioning before, the um, the newbie. That was with like five or six people. Boom, boom, boom. Right. How about a newbie badge? So we'll probably make that one next year. So but go on our social media, uh, Facebook primarily, at uh, Scare Badges. And put your, your suggestion in there and let us know your feedback. And that is SCARE, S-C-A-R-E-I-T, badges. Yes. So search for that on the social medias and you'll find it. But let's talk about one other thing that you guys are involved in. You guys have done Haunt Topic Radio for almost 10 years, like us. Yes. But you're also involved in Haunter's Toolbox, which is a really, really creative and really, really cool thing to watch. Yes, Haunter's Toolbox. The reason I brought up Scary Visions, because Scary Visions was my original brand. Um, and then I met Daryl Plunkey, and then we did Haunt Topic Radio, which we still do a monthly podcast out there. We're kind of, uh, we do our own thing. We're also under the Haunted Attraction Network. He reposts our uh, podcast over there, which those interviews are, we're taking from Haunter's Toolbox. So each month for Haunter's Toolbox, we have a mastermind of people. We have our own uh, community. If you want to come over and join us, it's Haunter'sToolbox.com. We also have a uh, our own Facebook group. We have over 12,000 people in it. It's all haunt owners and home haunters and a bunch mix of everybody over there. But hunterstoolbox.com and right there what we have is we have training videos. We have um, monthly mastermind, mastermind and master meetups. We usually pick like one topic 
We've done scare acting classes. We need to get you on, Drew, so you could do maybe a scare acting yeah, class. I'd be honored to. We'll talk after this, of yeah. course. But, um, but yes, yeah, so we have Hunter's Toolbox. If you're into uh, starting your own attraction or growing your attraction, come on over to Hunter's Toolbox, and uh, you can see all the cool stuff we got over there too. Excellent. So Hunter'sToolbox.com. If you want to be part of a large community of fellow hunters, actors people who create stuff that's pretty damn scary or of course order some scare it badges s-c-a-r-e-i-t badges for your actors and everything brian always a pleasure to see you my friend so glad that uh you guys are out here and you guys are doing so busy i see daryl's getting swamped over here so His you probably should, gone, yeah you probably should get over there and at least make sure he stays hydrated keeps that voice for two more days here at Transworld. It's going to be a long weekend, folks, but we're having a great time in St. Louis at Transworld. My name is Drew Badger for The Big Scary Show. We're out. Thanks. The Pine Box Boys, Mr. Skeleton, on The Big Scary Show. All around his stories told, our Mary died out in the cold on a hill about a mile out of town. shiny wedding band and sat there in the cold to wait to die and who could say what sparkled more the diamonds on the rings she wore the shimmer of the frozen tears she cried then through the mist oh mr skeleton i guess you're coming after me i won't be missed oh mr skeleton so i will freely go with me now willie saved him hard but he blew it all on ryan cards he lost his shirt and one leg of his pants class he had a horseshoe up his ass he was a master of games of skill and chance but that night was rough when old red called his bluff and willie was only holding pocket ace you could see old willie frown when fifth street came round because he knew old red had finally made it straight and through the mist oh mr skeleton i guess you're coming after me i won't be missed oh mr skeleton so i will freely go the will to play.
Hi, this is Chris, also known as Billy Bob from Hobbs Grove in Sanger, California. And I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. Congratulations! Frighteners. Here we are on the 10th anniversary of the Big Scary Show, and welcome to a very brief but very special edition of the Weiser's Haunted Vista. First and foremost, I want to apologize to everyone. I was supposed to be part of that roundtable of terror contained here and in this episode, but unfortunately, our internet went down just in time for it. Oh my, did that come out of my mouth? Sorry, man. Ten years is a long time, and it's remarkable that people like Drew... Jim, Storm, and Jerry can keep things going for so long and at such a high level of quality. I was always impressed by that much about the show. It is probably the best in terms of the Halloween industry, in terms of podcasts out there right now. There's very little competition, and as we all well know, podcasts are a dime a dozen these days. I mean, everybody's out there talking about themselves and blah, 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 blah. Stand down now. And since the beginning of my involvement with the show at the tail end of 2014, I watched them go from strength to strength. It is a remarkable achievement, especially with long-running podcasts. Most of them dissolve, give up, or just basically throw in the towel. Down now. Regardless of all of that, what has always impressed me about The Big Scary Show was its dedication to variety, quality and improvement over the last eight years I have been involved with the show and it does indeed make a mark. There's very few podcasts in the Halloween industry that can compete with this show and so with all of that considered to Drew, Jim, Storm and Jerry I offer my heartiest congratulations and my gratitude for having me involved in the last eight years of the show's progress. Now, as a few people have probably noticed, I have been absent since about midsummer of last year. And it brings to point what is going on with me. And honestly, times change. Ten years is a very long time. Six, eight on Big Scary and two on a prior podcast. And I must say, I will be immensely grateful forever to Jim and Drew and Storm and Jerry for allowing me the freedom to do whatever I liked with my little segment. And it was a lot. I pretty much did all I really want to do, and I do have a lot of backlog, but at the same time, times change. 2019 was a big watershed year for me in terms of career, and obviously, things have to follow where the paycheck goes. 
On the flip side, does this mean I'm completely out of the show? Obviously not, because here I am right now. But in terms of a consistent output, I'm going to be on a long hiatus for who knows how long. Again, eight years is a long time. And at this point, my tastes, my attitudes, and my demeanor towards things have changed. Doesn't mean I don't like Halloween. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy doing this kind of thing from time to time. But on a regular basis, it's just not feasible anymore. And quite frankly, it's not fun for me at this point in time. And that's not a slag at anybody. It's just your tastes change. Bottom line. And again, I'm not saying in the future that my tastes might not change again. But for the time being, I'll just pop up from here and there, maybe once or twice a year, maybe do a Halloween segment. Who knows? I am just very grateful that the gentleman found that new young lady and her segment pretty much at the same time I gracefully tried to bow out. And I must say her material is pretty impressive, even I'm a fan. But aside from that, this is not to be construed as some fond farewell as I disappear into the Halloween mists of time. You can't get that lucky. But at the same time, be aware, I will pop my head in the door from time to time. And again, as I said circumstances may change my mind in the future but for now i'm just going to be an occasional visitor here so and i must say from the bottom of my heart again thank you to drew jim storm and in particular jerry vane who brought me into the fold thank you for your indulgence over the last eight years i am immensely grateful and truly have enjoyed the experience whether or not i return again or if i just disappear into the metal mists of time <laughs> It remains to be seen, but I want to extend a special hearty thank you to anyone who ever listened to my segment, sent the boys a comment, or sent me a remark, and enjoyed what I took the time to do. Thank you. I did it for all of you. So, with that all being said, and until we meet again, always remember Svengli's credo and brush your fangs, comb your face, drink your milk before it clots, bite mama goodnight, Always remember that I hid the body and you're the accomplice. But most of all, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the listeners of this podcast, both of my segment and the show in general. We could not have done it without you. So, until we meet again, dear listeners, be safe, be scary, take care, and best wishes. Hello folks, Drew Badger here live on the floor of Trans World here in St. Louis. And we like to interview everybody that's around us in our row. And right next to us is a brand new vendor, I believe, called Lifeless Creations. I got PJ here with a whole array of spooky stuff, including clowns. So we'll have to talk to him about that. PJ, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. The uh, first year vendor, correct? Correct. And how's the show gone so far? Amazing. I mean, it's, it's Friday, so you, you only had one day to do it, but I saw people in and out of your booth all day long. It's checking out what looked to be scent boxes. I'm not sure what this stuff is, but everybody keeps sniffing them, and you've got masks, and you've got costuming stuff, and you've got all, all sorts of stuff. What, what kind of thing? What are these people, first of all, sniffing at when they come up to this rack here? Uh, those are horror and haunt-themed wax melts. Oh, okay. So they're, they're... We, we like to take the haunt home with us. 
as in like permeate your clothing and you just walk them after a night of haunting or do you just like take those to your house and light them up and just permeate the room with with the smell of a haunted house yeah that's that's it <laughs> uh, you know some people want to just have that smell of the haunt at home <laughs> it reminds them brings back really good memories sawdust and chainsaw oil that's what always brings me back to my days as a as a haunter and everything but you've got some really cool masks here a lot of it looks like burlap and you've got some other stuff here tell us about some of these that you've got so all my masks are handmade um they are mostly latex and cloth okay that's not burlap that's interesting it looks good though thank you um there is some with burlap on them but they are we try to be affordable so we're sticking around the 25 to 100 dollar mark right which is great for any budget oh absolutely and you know handmade stuff you can't beat you, you technically got a one of a kind product here it's not just that factory produced everything and you know i've seen you've got the pig masks up here you got this guy looks like a lockjaw kind of a thing from saw i don't know and uh You've got the clowns, I notice, which always goes over well in haunted houses, right? What, what has been a, a hot thing as of, you know, after only one day of Transworld? Um, honestly, the costumes went really fast. Looked like your aprons sold out in like an hour. I saw like four or five people go out with them. They, they went extremely quick. Um, and the more expensive masks, which are the brace face, the roadkill, and the dentist. They are all our higher end, very thick, very durable. And they're not full head. They're, they look like they're mostly strap-on, just facial masks and all that. Or do you have entire head stuff? Um, we do have a couple full head masks. We, I don't like to make them all that often because I want everything to fit. Oh, sure. And you can't, can't go wrong with you got the buckles strapped to fit. Fit any head, basically. And these things are just let's just say creepy as all get out so for people wanting more information about a really affordable handmade face mask where could people get more information about you life about lifeless creations and i assume you ship everywhere because this will air after trans world how can people get more information websites social medias etc uh, everything is at lifeless creations uh facebook instagram we have an etsy nice so I wish you nothing but success, PJ, here, your first year vending. If yesterday was any indication, it sounds like you're going to be back, oh, yeah. hopefully for many, many years. So visit Lifeless Creations. Go at them at all the social medias, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and all, and check them out because they have some really cool stuff, and the prices will surprise you. Once again, folks, live on the floor at Transworld, my name is Drew Badger for The Big Scary Show, and we are out. Hey, this is David Marklin from Midsummer Scream, and I want to wish The Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. Ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karen. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karen. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Vonkaron.com. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N.com. This is Chris Ainsworth from the Canadian Haunters Association. 
and I want to wish the Big Scary Show a very happy 10th anniversary. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Creepy Collection. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Von Caron Productions. And VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three ghosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and more, rabidbadger.org. Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at wrestlehorror.com. And Storm, Rants and more, hauntminute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.